to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Spider-Man Space 2. I love this movie, Brian. Uh, Do you really? Uh, No, I fucking hate this movie. Anyway, uh, before we get started talking Uh, about the movie and how we feel about it, go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause when the Columbia logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black, go ahead and press pause. And in a second, I'll say 3, 2, 1 on pause, at which point I'll press play and you press play. We'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time with four antagonistic people in your head. Uh, hey, fuck table, you! The, yeah, I'm just trying to live up to it. Oh, at the table today is myself, as always, Teague Christie, my friend Brian. Fuck you, Fenifter. Greetings, Michael Dorkman, Scott. Fuck you, <laughs> and Anthony Fighting Alba. Greetings. See, he did it. All right, let me see how I feel about this movie. Let me try to lay it out. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna do this part of the show here as if I'm a character in Spider-Man Two. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> let me try this here. Okay, here we go. I'm so conflicted. Because I have one feeling, but I also have another feeling. And those feelings reside in conflict with each other. I don't know how to feel about this. I believe you made your point. <laughs> and scene. Bravo. This, mo- this movie was written by a 75-year-old man. Did you know that? I did Parts not. of it. Parts of it. Alvin Sargent. Well, the thing is... His first writing credit was 50 years before this. The thing is, I, f- I, uh, I was saying right beforehand, and what, you, what you're talking about, I, I think it's very accurate. You, this is one of the few movies where I really feel like you can feel the difference in which screenwriter wrote which scene. Because there were multiple screenwriters, and you can feel a quality difference. There are one, it's, and, and it's like, the better <laughs> scenes are the ones where there's less talking <laughs> yeah. in this movie, too. But. Mm. Anyway, so this is a movie, and, and this is my whole thing about it. Now, I hate Spider-Man. Um, and we've gone over that with this with the same crew of people. This is the same cast as that last episode, which was like a year and a half ago. We're bringing it back. We're gonna this have movie. To, is it but, really but that long ago? Wow. When we yeah. get to the fourth one, everyone will have to be different. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The uh, this movie is not as bad as Spider Man, but they're totally different kinds of bad. Uh, the original Spider Man is just it doesn't feel right. The tone is wrong. This is just a movie that literally lacks subtext if you imagine um the three-dimensionality of a movie or at least two-dimensionality of like the characters and their struggles and what they're after and their motivations and how they're you know the obstacles they overcome as like a space that is 3d this movie literally flattens it down to a plane and that plane is all spoken dialogue i think this was written as a radio play like fucking harry walks out he's like i'm ruined i don't know what i'll do with myself what someone's like standing next to me hey I was just talking to myself again. I do that a lot. So, <laughs> Spider-Man 2 fucking bums Does he really do that in the movie? Yes, he yes. does. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I, I'm i glad, I'm really, really glad you're on my side because I. Uh, what happened was my friends and I saw this movie when it first came out. We walked in, we sat down, we watched it, and we all walked out, and we all agreed amongst ourselves that was a really a, like bad movie, like objectively bad. There's no like argument that that's a really, really lousy movie. And then we walked out of the darkened room and rejoined the rest of the world, and everybody else loved it. It's like the best comic book movie ever made, according to the whole rest of the world, including comic book authorities and comic book movie authorities. And it's like your your feelings and your hatred about Pan's Labyrinth, that is this for me. I would not care about this movie at all, 
I don't like it, but fine, whatever. Do whatever you want. But it's the fact that everybody on this planet right. seems to think it's this amazing movie, which just boils my blood. Including I hate Michael. this movie. Isn't it weird when you I walk out, you walk into a movie thinking that you see the same colors and shapes as everyone else does, <laughs> and you walk out wondering what the fuck they see I when they look know. up. So that is exactly this experience with this movie. And I, I was actually... Do we see the same red? <laughs> maybe, maybe. What you see is actually blue. I don't, I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Uh... I was actually worried about this commentary because I was not sure how to express it. I, I, it's just like to me, it's self-evidently bad. It's just on the face of it, it's bad. I don't know how to. It's like the sun rises in the east. Spider-Man Two is awful. I don't know. <laughs> it's just an observable fact. So this is like our ninety-fifth commentary. If you can't do it by now, you're off. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure with you guys, we we will find life finds a way. And this but, bottle uh, of wine. All right, yeah. Darkman. How do you feel about Spider-Man Two? You, when we were talking about doing this, you were like, I like Spider-Man Two. Yeah. But then you brushed up on it. Yeah. And it didn't hold up. Yeah, I just rewatched it, and I was like, You were hmm, a fanatic. Maybe I wouldn't say fanatic. Yes, you were. Like, no. I, okay. Excuse me. You're like. Sam Raimi cut loose. No. This is his. Okay, he did. He did. <laughs> Comparatively, the compared to, compared to the first one, you can definitely see Sam Raimi in this movie a lot more. Um, I agree. Based on his, you know, com- compared to the Evil Dead mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you watch Spider-Man One and it just kind of it just kind of lays there and you watch Spider-Man 2 and it still just kind of lays there but you at least feel Sam Raimi slapping it around and giggling you know and you, you can a little you, bit. you can you can feel Sam Raimi there yeah but um yeah I uh, just rewatched it and I was like I was I was surprised by how like you said on the nose all the dialogue is not all of it but, but like I was just saying you can feel the difference between the good writer and the bad When one. did you watch when did you watch this before recently I was, I was, well, again, you were like, oh, you're a fanatic. I'm like, I haven't seen it in almost seven years. I wouldn't call myself a fanatic about it. It left I, a great I, impression I think I on you. See, well, compared to the first one, and especially compared to the third one. Look, if we're gonna if we're gonna put this in a range, and we have to go all the way the to the, the poles, yeah. If if we have to spread it out to worst and best, this is absolutely the best. <laughs> but um, it's still. It felt like a Mentos commercial to me. Having well, some parts you of it, mean, yeah, like definitely. the part where it almost is literally yeah. a Mentos commercial. Yes. The the thing the the thing is that that Sam Raimi being able to cut loose stylistically um, is to the movie's benefit sometimes, and sometimes it's to its detriment because he tries to when he tries to inject his humor in in certain places, it throws the pacing off completely. Dorkman, how do you feel about Spider Man Two? <laughs> um, I'm. You don't know, do you? No, I'm less a fan than I was before. Definitely, I, do, I wouldn't say I hate it because I hate Spider-Man Two, so I know what that feels like. <laughs> but uh, Spider-Man Three, you mean? Uh, Spider-Man Three, yes. Yeah, sorry. Oh, oh. oh my God! <laughs> I, I think Doctor Freud. I think you're dredging uh, some stuff up. This is gonna be fun. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think we can definitely. Uh, pull this up it's it's part of living in a post plinket world is what it is right. you watch it and you're like this totally makes no sense and suddenly i see that yeah. <laughs> anyway well plinket did change everything yeah anthony i wasn't a fan of the first spider-man and i was less of a fan of the second one i was just unhappy with elements of it and then everyone was telling me how bad the third one was and i went to see it with the mindset of this is going to be a horrible movie and i, I walked out liking it oh my god we but everyone else hated it um so I don't know. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I think I was high that day or something (laughs) because, and I don't do drugs. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I I was unhappy with this one as well. I thought there was dragged out in a lot of portions of the film that 
could have been cut down significantly. It was like what two over two hours long. Four, four twenty five, I think. And it could what? It's four hours no. and twenty five minutes. Oh, I was like, <laughs> it's slightly over two hours. Um, and I thought it could have been done in like ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. even less if you cut out all the bullshit. All so. right, we need to get into this. Let's do oh, it. God. Get your mouse remote ready. At the point where the Columbia logo has faded to black, like I am here. Finger on the button. Three, two, one. Unpause, and we're in. I am so bummed out that the one big, awesome tentpole studio blockbuster picture that Alfred Molina got was Spider-Man 2, because that dude should be in shit. I think he's good in he it. Should be Molina in... should be a bigger star than he is. And he's... You don't think he did a good job with this one? No, I think I... he did. I'm just so bummed out that this is the one that he did good in, because I want to see him in a movie that I like. How did you feel about Raul Julia's last movie being Street Fighter? I have no idea who any of those things are. <laughs> I, I, you didn't see, you didn't see Street Fighter? No, I didn't see Street Fighter. I don't Fighter. know what is those have things. Have you seen Street Fighter? I haven't, actually. That, Do you know who Raul Julia is? Seen, yes. I know who Raul Julia is. Yeah, I was, I was I still a haven't joke seen for the Street commentary. Fighter. <laughs> you should watch well, Street Fighter. Okay, wait, wait, watch this. I think this is a great little recap, by the way, but I love that the only person who gets a picture with her fucking nasty, straggly hair is her, and everyone else gets a pretty painting and shit. Like, whoever was doing this credits was like, Sam Raimi went in and went, fuck her. I think this movie <laughs> is, is the last picture of evidence in the grand court trial that Kirsten Dunst will face before death where, go, where everyone looks at her and she's trying to defend the fact that she was an actress and <laughs> consider beautiful because this movie is a damning piece of evidence against that. How do you feel about when sequels try to catch you up with stuff? This works. I, I think this is a great like way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I like the music. <laughs> it's Elfman, but I like the music and I like the sequence and it looks better than the you know beginning of Chasing Amy or something like that where the, just image slides. Yeah. Or even Spider-Man One. I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of. Yep, he's one Asif of the first Manvi people is, we see. Yeah, he's. Oh. And so is. Uh, Other than Toby. So is fucking what's his name? Jeff Winger. Yeah. Uh, it's the soup. What? The soup guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He is in. He's this. in this, and Phil Lamar is in this with no lines. He stands next to Spider-Man once, like it was done on purpose, and it's like, why is Phil Lamar standing right there? When's he gonna say? Phil something Lamar cool? plays Vamp in Metal Gear Solid Two. Phil Lamar is an amazing voice actor and actor yeah. and everything else. Bill Pope. You can definitely see the difference in the shooting between the first and the second. This is a much better looking movie. Yeah. I'll give it that. I'm not a fan of opening credit sequences at all. These are definitely very, very busy and in your face. And it's like, just stop working so hard. I liked it. I liked the the feeling. I I like how the new Batman movies did it. It's like, here's the movie, go. Most movies do that. I I like it when movies do that, but I don't know. I feel like some movies, the rhythm feels right with a with an opening credit sequence. But um, this was I I don't know if this was one of them. We have so much to talk about with this movie. It's a little overture. You you should watch West Side Story. Oh no, God, God! We just got uh, we just got (laughs) the opening opening sequence on that is like twenty minutes long. No, and it's just the background changing color. I hate it. Anyway, we just got Alvin Sargent's screenwriter credit. Let's talk about. One thing at a time here, because I have a lot to say about Spider-Man 2. Starting with the writing. Alvin Sargent is a guy uh, who is in his mid-70s when he wrote this. His first screenwriting credit was in 1956, I think. If not, it's very close to 56. And he's bad. What is he known he's, for? He's the credited screenwriter. As I recall, he actually just did a polish. Uh, as I recall, I may be thinking... There he is. Ah, awesome. There he is. I'm, I that? may just be thinking of... Um, Who's that? Asif Manvi. He's the Daily, Daily Show. Show. On the Daily Show. Oh. Uh, he was also Commander Zhao in The Last Airbender, but we'll get to that. Do you, you like do. Bill Pope as a DP? Yes, I do. Do you? What, what else has he done besides Matrix and Spider-Man? Inbound. 
But I like the way the Matrix and Spider-Man look. I like the way the first Matrix. I looks. love this. Just right, right up front. It's almost like screenwriting 101. He's, it's like, all right, you got to set your stakes. You got to be very specific. Yeah. And then you, well, if this guy, okay, the, here we're already starting. As as to this makes no sense. The plinket. If he, yeah, the plinket. We're starting because <laughs> if he got a call 21 minutes ago and he's got this fucking 29 minute guarantee. Why does he have one delivery guy? Yeah. Why? Why would he do that? And well, why would he wait to till he gets back to send him out? In his defense, New York is a small town. It's easy to traverse. <laughs> All right. So, uh, fucking Alvin Sargent. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about the screenwriter. What, what is he famous Sorry. for? He he did. Um, he's done a bunch. Of, he did. He wrote like Unforgiven, and he wrote uh, Unforgiven that, was okay. I like how his Spidey sense doesn't work at all in this sequence. By the way. Oh, don't start, don't we'll not start on the inconsistency of the Spidey senses here. Oh no, we gotta we we gotta talk about some serious inconsistencies. And we've in got this some movie, shit. But. I want to stay in screenwriting. Okay. Okay. This movie has no subtext. Discuss like <laughs> literally repeatedly. Someone in this movie will say what they're feeling. This movie is basically putting all these characters together in ways so that they can talk to themselves. Uh huh. Octavius I love, I love talks to bit. his tentacles. He stole that guy's pizza. At one point, the movie gives up <laughs> trying to have him just talk to himself on a street That's and literally Academy puts him dialogue. in a room with his dead dad. And then it does it again with Harry at the end. Uh-huh. This movie is like reaching and striving for any opportunity to have the character talk to himself, to tell himself how he feels. Right. It's full of self-as-you-know scenes. It's an autodidactic, not autodidactic, auto-self-erotic. Auto-erotic. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have, a, I have a green screen question. Okay. What's up? Is it, or a computer-generated question, because a lot of Spider-Man stuff is CGI. Yeah. Is it cheaper to do CGI Spider-Man, or is it cheaper to put a man on a stage swinging around and then throw that in front of a green screen? It depends screen? on what they want him to do. Right. They, like then, that right there, where he stole the pizza from the dude. I didn't notice the shot. Because it, it's like all CGI, and it frustrates me because it's so obviously CGI. I don't know if that yeah. was CGI, but... Um, no, it was. Go back to the <laughs> It could also be bad... Well, I mean, the, yeah. the thing is, well, it part of on how much tweaking you're going to have to do on whatever footage you got. It might be easier to do a CG thing if you already have a CG Spider-Man. This kills me, by the way. Yeah. This it, room sequence fucking makes me so angry. Yeah, this is this is Let's what talk we're talking tone. about. This Let's is what talk we're talking tone. about with it could be much shorter. And and Sam Raimi has the control now, so it's like, this would be really funny. Just keep doing it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Seth it's, MacFarlane it's, it's like directed a family this guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, a family, family guy, guy joke, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, how does this movie fare in terms of tone, in terms of picking what it is and sticking to it? You guys have a memory of this recollection, opinion? Um, it's pretty, I remember it's just it's the same problem with the other Spider-Man movies yeah. is that it's too goofy. It, I think do, it's it a, doesn't really take anything that it does seriously until these until the big moments, until the actual like this is the act 2 climax moment and then it becomes serious. Right. But every other moment leading up to that is is farce. And so you're you're not buying into the emotional journey up until is that, that moment. Is that Sam Raimi's yeah. fault or is that the writer's yeah, fault? I would say I'd that's say Sam Raimi's fault. But I he's done serious Raimi. movies. He knows how to do serious movies. Has right? he though? What? I forgot the name of it, but I know yeah. he's done like a really serious <laughs> film and it was supposed to be really good. I just don't remember what it is. <laughs> it was really smug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I don't, I don't mind. There are some moments of humor in this that I think work. I agree. The the thing is that I even like Bruce. The thi- yeah, I, I would I actually say that moment. the the broom closet thing works. How can Spider Man get? It's fired just if you go to that well too much, pizza. yeah. Then you would think exactly. It, it's like it's like there there's one of those jokes in almost every scene, and it's like yeah. all right, it's less funny when you do it like that all the time, right. and sometimes it's just not appropriate for the pacing or whatever. Right. Um, J Jonah Jameson always great. I he, love he's him. the one. 
he makes this movie work. Him, I was Alfred walking Molina. through uh, Valley Village a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, and I walked right past J.K. Simmons, and I didn't scream. I was proud of myself. <laughs> he just walked right by me, and I was just like, "It's fucking J.K. Jack Jack." It's like there was a Doppler effect as he passed me with my excitement going up. That happened to me when I met David Hater the other night. David Hater. Yeah. yeah, he walked in. I was like, <gasps> "Hold still." I like. Oh, speaking of I Solid like that, Snake, is this the what? Speaking of Solid Snake, David Hater, Toby Maguire's voice is the Batman voice, but it's high pitched. Batman voice. Toby Maguire. His entire every time he talks, <laughs> it's just like this, and I don't know exactly how to feel about it. Just you know, Mary Jane. It's. I have so many. This movie has like five or ten things going on at any given moment that I want to whine this, about. The the thing is, like it. Yeah, like you were saying, it needs to be trimmed down. It needs to be, you know, because le- like the fr- the whole ha- first half hour of it, one thing that, that I think people were really thrilled about uh, uh, about this was that it's like, okay, we set up Spider-Man and all that stuff, and we can move on and tell another story and advance those relationships, which this movie does. Um, we can sort we of, t- yeah. talk about how successful it is, but this movie does that. Um, but unfortunately, it also spends a lot of time setting up this situation of itself of this movie there are like just i these mean if we had a counter extras yeah well w- one of them uh, was these the are, director these are the worst <laughs> extras i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> like he blatantly smacked his bag into spider-man's face and it didn't look casual yeah, at all that's yeah. the second one that you're complaining about is the director that was his cameo in the movie wow yeah <laughs> I did not know that. That Good job, that I Sam think Raimi. is a nice summation of what is wrong with this film, <laughs> yeah. right there. Sam Raimi walks in and bashes yeah, Spider-Man bashes with you his in the face. Grace. Well, yeah. when the director is trying too hard in his little cameo, where you don't even see his face, yeah. but it's like he tries too hard, so it doesn't look real at all. Yeah, let's let's address it's this. We funny. Brought, we brought this up in Iron Man, and people like Iron Man. And one of the things that Jake had said was maybe people like Iron Man because it's technology, not magic. And this is one of the, <laughs> along with X Men, probably the biggest franchise in terms of magic comic book heroes. Uh, I think X-Men is more well-received, at least X and X2 are. Is there a way to make a really great, wonderful Spider-Man? I guess we're about to find out. That's what, I was, that's what I'm getting <laughs> to, yeah. yeah I th- if, I th- if you had to... If you are the guy who's writing the new Spider-Man movie and you've seen these, what do you go, okay, here's how I'm going to do this differently because this didn't work. Make it darker? Well, the point of the Spider-Man character uh, the, well, is that Well, that's always the answer, a, isn't it? Well, darker. I, I, I think that is part Make it of depressing. It. <laughs> I think that is love part that. of it. I love surprise. Say something. I'm like, I just walked in. You yeah. surprised me. <laughs> Give me a second, <laughs> lady. By the, by the way, Iron Man Two is magic. Did you see yeah, how he was I'm carrying the fucking say. case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be <laughs> okay. like anyway, yeah, a ton Man, of weight. Anyway. Uh, what What do you do to make now that you've seen the Spider Man trilogy? The point The point of the Spider Man character is that he is this superhero that has these very real world teenager problems at the same time. And He's the, yeah. Buffy the, Summers. The, yeah. This essentially the conflict of this Peter Parker character is dealing with those two dichotomies at the same time. I have to fight the monster of the week and I have to get my homework in on time and I have to deal with Mary Jane bugging me about not having a car, whatever the fuck it is. And it's like this, these films try to do that, but there's this just no, this there's no organic understanding of what a real person in that situation would actually Because it was written behave. by a 75 yeah, year old this guy. Film, that, this film in particular point. is really trying to do that. It's trying to talk about yeah. his trouble with that. But and the whole fucking premature ejaculation slash yeah. ED problem that he has with his web. 
But I, I and again, and the interesting thing is, like, there's levels of convenience in this movie. Like, what's happening right now? Oh, I'm gonna write my paper on uh, Otto Octavius. Oh, hey, best friend, I haven't seen in like six months. Oh, you're working with oh, Octavius? Yeah, I'll totally go thing. meet yeah. him tomorrow. Yeah. It's like I almost feel like you didn't, it, you know, it's you didn't have to have the first scene where he said, "I'm gonna write a paper on." Octavius or whatever. You can yeah. be like, I have to figure out something really cool to write it on, and then that drops in his lap, and it's like, okay, that's convenient, but not super fucking right. convenient the way it is. How do you Brian, guys feel? I want us to be tra- friends, okay? I want us to okay. trust each other. How do you guys feel about Toby Maguire's <laughs> acting? I hate, I him. hate him. I don't think he's I good. Hate him. Do you like him he's in anything he's done? completely wrong for... No. He's good in Ice Storm. Don't say Pleasantville. He was good in... Uh, I guess. Um, yeah. As I recall, he was good in uh, The Cider House Rules as well. Did you guys see Seabiscuit? Look at even I just the way. Look at even just the way I that shot Biscuit. is set up. Yeah, it's like this is not something he happened to see tucked away yeah. under on the table underneath some other stuff. It's like a very squarely framed yeah. shot of this foreclosure. Notice. And then he look at this shows us more this. of it. Okay, she he she he, okay. He walks up to his sleeping grandma and or aunt and says, "You seem very lonely." Yeah, you know I miss your uncle Ben. It's like okay. Well, we we both know that because he's my uncle and he was your husband. And, and he died. And he died not. like oh, five minutes ago. And and we saw the first movie. It's just okay. So you like Bill Pope? I do like Bill Pope. I think this is a very attractive movie, especially compared to Spider Man. So I hate Spider Man. Looks like a TV movie. Yes, like, yes. look, they're framing uh, by rule of thirds here. That's a total huge step up. And this is great. This one. is in terms of growth for Bill Pope, wonderful because you can see all of people's faces in close-ups. <laughs> That's a big deal. Could you not in the first one? No, in the Matrix sequels, a close-up of Keanu Reeves is just a shot of eyeglasses. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's not his choice. I yeah. mean, that was that had to be... And I think the, it's an anime Wachowski choice, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So there many- we go. Now, see, see, having that whole conversation about the bank specifically... See, that's, well, that's what you're talking about, about subtext. You know, he sees the notice. He knows everything that's going on. So she does the audience. Should, she, yeah, she should be trying to act like everything is fine. They should not be talking about that. Right. They should be talking about anything but that. Right. They should be talking about how she's going to, you know, take him to Coney Island or whatever the hell. But it's Did, draped with the sadness because they both know that can't happen. Yeah, they yeah. both know that can't happen. And then she gives him the 20 bucks and that's he's like, I can't take this. And then... Then she breaks down and says, yes, you can, you know, and she's like, I am, you, we both need to pretend right. for my sake. You that know? is heartbreaking shit. That's yes. good subtext. You know, for being bad dialogue, she's handling it pretty well. There are some she, really strong. J.K. bends the words to fit the character. There are some, there are some amazing. Her, J.K. Simmons and James Franco are. These, and Alfred Molina. And Alfred Molina. The, the shit he has to say. Is retarded. Yeah. And yet somehow he makes it work just to, to the seriousness he's taking. Okay. I see what they're doing here, but why? Is like why she, is she is this where she comes out crying or is no that, f- that was the first one. Oh. this is meant to be an echo of that but why like she wanted to escape her family why would she go over there and be like hey guys hey dad who beat me and okay. stuff and i wanted yeah. to get away from you i'm just gonna go but sit on the our, back porch are houses really like this in new york where the you can look right into the other person's backyard yeah yeah. Really? When, houses when, are like this where my yeah. house is yeah really it's here in yeah. la yeah the chat I've, I've never seen a fence that that's low it's that low, and you can look at your neighbor that oh, yeah. easily. Well, in I've LA, fences and shrubbery tends to be, you know, a shrubbery, a, a shrubbery higher, yeah. high, higher because people in LA are much more private, a, a big deal about their privacy. Yeah. But yeah. they're also shorter, so it but like it, it kind of levels out. It works. Yeah. Bill Pope shot Army of Darkness, says the chat room, ah. and that makes us look like morons. Of course, he shot Army of Darkness. How clever of them! Hello, Clarice. why? Why? Of course. 
I don't know. Why no, else would he be shooting this movie? It's too, is, uh, that, it's too bad that it's too bad that Yogi. I mean, it, what's his name? Uh, Sam Raimi used the Matrix song for the first Spider-Man trailer, so it yeah. seemed like he was a big fan of the Matrix. And someone's fucking someone else in the ass. There's there's a there's a thing there. I don't understand. Oh, okay, like also Wachowski and, and Raimi Tower. Their whole oh. relationship here to Wachowski's is one cup so confusing. That would be the new website. Because <laughs> like she's clearly. You know, like she's oh, into him. I, I want to be together, and then literally, l- like fifteen seconds from now, she's gonna be like, "I'm seeing someone, by the way, and we're basically <laughs> fucking, and we might get married." And he's an, uh, is he an astronaut in this one, or is that the third one? No, that's this no, one. That's this one. Oh, but this I Franco, don't think she right? says it. Is that Franco one. that she's? No, dating? yeah, he, no, no. the first one. They introduced she's him Franco. as the guy who just played football. In yeah, the yeah, but not right now. Oh, she yeah, doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't drop that. That right, right, right. But it's, way, it's that character later on. What in kind film. of conversation is this? Who has a conversation a that flows this way? A man! Yeah, but it's, that's the thing. It's With not, himself? She's like, you are so special and I miss you and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I just, I just. Why you know, is she always playing a whore? I don't know what's going on. And then she walks away. I have, so, I have a boyfriend now, by, by the way. By the way. She, there's a movie called Crazy Beautiful where she's more, she's equally as whorish. Did you see that? I, she plays it well question mark yeah <laughs> i really dislike kirsten dunst i don't yeah. like toby mcguire or her i don't know it's really why too, did the world cast them it's really too bad that yeah. uh, yogi bear didn't do so well because now she'll never get snaggletooth off the ground ah, seriously they'll look at her teeth <laughs> it's like no there's a wonderful line on uh, what would tyler durden do about how her her mouth basically looks like a child's playground if it was nothing but pebbles <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow yeah that's, that's that's very mean Oh, and we're coming. We're we're about to come up on it. I oh, think the, the girl. Uh, the how, many, how many minutes into the movie are we right now? We are seventeen minutes in. With what action sequence has taken place? Yeah, the exactly. delivering pizzas. Delivering pizzas. That's not action. But there's no. But there's, it is a boss of Mondry's involved. That was. But that was the intention behind the yeah. scene. He, that scene was like, here's the action hook that gets yeah. you in the first ten yeah, minutes. It, it's a ticking clock sequence. It makes sense. Yeah, but it has no relation. Well, I mean, the, I guess he gets there was fired. More, with, but with, it's so. I think, I think you talk about great responsibility. I'm going to be Spider-Man. I think there was more action in the beginning of There Will Be Blood yeah. than this. <laughs> I have to say that the the Russian girl is probably my favorite character. I was going to say because she is the most like a person in yeah. this entire movie. She's supposed to be this sort of homely-looking chick, and I think she's about twice as cute as Kirsten. Oh, she's definitely a cutie. Yeah. Never mind. What? The fat guy that was playing cards. I met him. He's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> he like was in, the, he was in Twenty Four. He, uh, he, he was awesome. I like the Russian guy. Did you work the on Russian 24? guy and everything? I didn't work on Twenty Four. He. I work at a casting studio, different oh. casting studios. He came into audition. And I was like, Oh my god, I love Twenty Four, and you were in it. That's awesome. <laughs> and you were in the background of Spider Man too. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so random <laughs> oh, that he's oh, in yeah. there. This movie is filled with people that come in. It's like, Oh my god, you, and then never do anything. It's. The, th- the third I one can't is. Believe Phil Lamar is in this. He's an extra, but it's clearly Phil Lamar. And I think last night, and I might be wrong. I think I saw Armin Shimmerman in the background of the uh, presentation. I, th- scene. I think President Taft is in this movie. They didn't use him either. <laughs> well, the he, third no, movie. Look, the third movie is now, What is this? Screen. What is this scene for? It's kind of funny. What? What? When he comes out and goes. It red, starts with a protagonist who is down on his luck, like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. No, but we already got that. Right. We just had the scene where he sits in his room, feeling sorry for himself. Fade out. It's been a rough day. The world. Like, the world is shitting on Peter Parker. Yeah. And it's and it's like fade out, fade in. The world is shitting yeah. on Peter Parker. Exactly. I want to give James Franco credit because mm-hmm. he's pretty, like James Dean, in that sort of pretty dark stoner with bleary eyes kind of way. Mm-hmm. And he's great in other movies. He I James just Dean. can't. Get, he has the worst part in this movie because I love it doesn't this. make any goddamn fucking sense. And he's turning on a dime. Yeah. And I never like it. So I want to give him credit, 
but the dialogue is so bad that I can't even give him credit, and it's not his fault. Yeah, I think any moment he's playing works, but they just don't yeah. fall. No, James Franco in Spider-Man like Two is like Transformers Two the movie. I don't uh, now that you, j- just right here these turns. What, what are the what are the point of these? I guess they're trying to do like reversals. It's like you got to change kind of the direction of it because he's like he's like oh great to meet you great you're here. He's like oh yeah I'm a you know I'm the writing a paper. He's like oh yeah I know why you're here. I don't have time. Oh wait for him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah okay. Yeah. It's like what? Why did we just go back and forth like that? Just introduce them and right. start them talking. Were you going to say Anthony? Um, the Asian guy that walked by the cameras in Hawaii Five-O was the main character. It was just funny to me because you were saying how Phil oh, Lamar's an extra. The guy from Lost, right? Yeah, the guy from Lost. Yeah, he, he, just he actually by has the camera. Uh, some lines. Oh, he does on. have some lines. Because yeah. I was like, wow, they got the guy from 24, then they got this guy. I'm like, they they just use high-quality extras, apparently. If you're, if you're going to do anything that's like movie science like i, I, I oh the, don't it get doesn't, me started on this it doesn't make science. a lot of sense but i'm like i can almost i accept the okay whatever that's not how it, but if you're gonna do a thing with energy just a pro tip here never use the word perpetual <laughs> because that is the cue that you're just bullshitting at yeah, that point right in uh fifth how about grade, flux capacitor that's fine make up words if, well, if the problem everything is, they said was made up great but the, the problem is th- this whole fusion bullshit is especially ludicrous first of all even for comic book right. science it's uh, ridiculous whatever but it's, it's a, a, but it's a second magic bean this is another thing where they're when they uh, like I hate in movies where people try to talk about how they, they try and set up how smart a character is by just like listing off the names of philosophers that he's got on his bookshelf for some yeah. bullshit. And that's basically what they just did. They just listed off a list of inventors well, and it's like, oh, they're scientists, you see, they connected. It's in a like, second, he like says that. something along the line. He uses science as a specific like he was, he I forget the line, and I'm we might have just missed it. But why it's is something like, well, this. you know, science is hard. <laughs> How long has has uh, Peter Parker known these characters? Like uh, five, five minutes. Because they're asking five no, an hour and a half. Actually, he just said that. He says that explicitly. It cuts to the next scene, and he goes, "But are you sure it's safe?" And he literally says, "What, what have, have we been, been talking, talking about for the last hour and a half?" So wow. That's how he, that's okay. how long. I, as an audience member, now know that they were having a conversation for an hour and a half. Yeah, and uh, and accomplished nothing in it apparently, because <laughs> they're still going around that circle. Oh God! Now, let's oh, and the stop. fact that he takes this whole like, oh, yeah. okay, poetry, like, like he's ten years old, and his yeah. dad told him, right. "You should learn the guitar if you want yeah. girls to like you." Okay, I'll learn that, the guitar, Dad. Wait, that, but, that wait, could wait, almost... but you should though. That could that but could seriously, almost it's have, a good piece of advice. Okay, that's another thing that could almost have been an interesting thing if we see him like you know he. Dark Ben's writing Spider Man. Go. He didn't. He didn't have a father. He lost his uncle Ben, and you just see him immediately Latch gravitating father to any father figure that comes his way. Yeah, he, he. You know, you could have seen him do it a little more with Norman Osborn. See him do it here. See. Okay, has he never washed his Spider Man outfit before? Yeah. Is yeah. that what we're supposed to understand? That he never found out. And that he would takes happen? it. And he takes it to because uh, he, he just had that. Would, you, would you take your Spider-Man outfit to a public laundry yeah. facility? Yeah. And he took it out like I, from the from the washer, and he's surprised. Yeah. Like, oh, nobody can see me yeah. do this. Like, have you what? You have a sink. No, that's the thing. You wash in the sink by yeah. hand. I, I was, I'll just say it with a toothbrush. Like, I like that. Club. Now, see, that's the one thing that he that that was subtle was so was subtle and i feel like he almost could have lingered on it more is like he if he opened his closet you know it's a big night he's got to go meet mj he opens it up and he's got a choice it's like do i go as me or as spider-man <laughs> yeah spider-man and actually has to always no, go with spider-man yeah or always travel as spider-man 
Why do you even have that? Mo- have the moped just to pretend, tell people you ride around on a scooter or whatever. <laughs> but travel is Spider-Man. Come on. Yeah, I don't get that conflict. Uh, yeah. I don't get why you'd ever ride on a moped if you have the ability to I fly around. I also think it's city. hilarious that it's the importance of being earnest. Oscar yeah, Wilde is great, movie. Brian. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's definitely... He's related to Olivia Wilde. <laughs> I it's like a, them both. It's symbolic, you know, people Either leaving, these d- leaving double lives. or and I and do. <laughs> it is, that's like the first most obvious thing they could, like, it wouldn't have been, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum or some yeah. shit. No, it's the importance of why being does earnest. She, why does she You seem care? jittery tonight. Yeah. Why does she even care if he comes? Like, Dude, she hasn't I'm telling seen him you, for six months. It's a radio play. This screenplay yeah. was a radio Why play. should you be nervous right before yeah. the start of our play? Yeah. All sitting now. Now for the play. The play's beginning now. The Why play, the performance, the importance of being earnest. Gotcha. What are you in? Oh, Peter, I'm in the importance of Here we go. And now suddenly, earnest. It, and it's, it feels so different once there's action all of a sudden. Okay. I really hate to I, That was actually, that's actually probably the the best version of that shot I've seen of yeah, the, was, uh, the top down flip over the, the car shot. Um, probably because it wasn't, it wasn't slow motion and it didn't show the character's face going as it went by the, the and then camera. we go right back into this. Right. Moment. Exactly. Moments like that are what stop the action dead. Yeah. Yeah. And kill the pacing. How did you do that? Those, 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 you kids, know, look, those kids look well-dressed for being street yeah. kids, for being black. It, it would have Oh, I see. It would have been great. No, it would have been great if it had been if it had been something quick wow. like, "Whoa, how did you do that?" And he was like, "Eat your vegetables," and then ran. <laughs> that could have worked. But like Maybe. this again. Now we've ground it to a halt yeah. to have okay. this long. In moment. the chat room, Hanson is saying that he wishes Eddie was here. I, oh my god, it's be, a web. <laughs> <laughs> she she said it's a web. Oh my god. Okay. She said it after. Hanson we says just he wishes Eddie was here it. so there'd be some positivity. Say something nice about Spider Man 2. What did they do his, right? His, his costume looks nice when it's not CGI. Yeah. His co- they the did costume Im- is badass. They did improve his costume, and actually, the effects are much improved. The animation on him is much improved. Yeah. I'll give um, you that. He, he looks. Wow, that looks doesn't look like natural. green screen at all. That looks so real. <laughs> it might be. It might, they that's might be not getting real. Toed. Yeah. Hey, they, that's probably being pushed in front not of Not positive. Uh, that was probably a camera car. That was probably actually on a street. I think this movie is. It just far... looks weird because the car isn't moving relative. Oh to god! The camera. And then we actually have to watch the importance of being. Yeah, honest. it's like <laughs> really, it, really. We have to watch it. We have to watch it, and they're not good. No, either. This is like a school play. If this, yeah. if they were still in high school, <laughs> and he was trying to make this play, fine. Why did he even tell her he was coming tonight? Why not just say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there." Right. I'm gonna be there. So she's not expecting it. And why was she? She's like. Here we go. Go. Bruce that's time. That's not his yeah. car, right? No, that he he knocked the the robbers out of it and then used it to drive. Oh, it's to uh, the what's theater. his name? Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Uh, Which, by the way, that's the dumbest thing you can do because the cars yeah. are look. The cops are looking for that. Yeah. As soon as someone, as soon as they're like, he drove the car over right. here. You're going to jail. Now, uh, did you see Bubba Hotep? One of the guys. No, I haven't. One I of did. the guys who's in you many did? many did of the like uh, that's pretty good uh, asylum films, including 2010 Moby Dick, is apparently friends with. Uh, Sam Raimi's editor, and he's he was complaining that uh, he was he keeps almost getting in Sam Raimi's movies, but Sam Raimi keeps giving the the role those these Bruce little Campbell. bit roles you know to like Bruce Campbell and other friends. You know why this so he works? Keeps getting screwed out. Of Number it. one, who, who keeps getting screwed? Uh, this guy who's in a bunch of Asylum films. Okay. You know why that works? Because I have totally met that guy that yeah. Bruce Campbell is playing, yeah. and so he doesn't have to tell you what his motivations are. Yeah. He's like, look, I got one job to do. In this world, it's stupid. It's stupid, but, but I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do, do it. He doesn't. He doesn't go through that. He's just a dick, and you totally get it because you're like, I know that guy. 
Um, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe the writer um, thinks these these people are cannot you know the audience isn't going to be able to connect with these characters unless they understand what's going on with the characters whereas it's like well the thing is that if you do it right then we do connect with the characters because they act like people <laughs> yeah. you know why is he across the street if he was trying to meet with her why didn't I would he be, wait? i would be right at the door being like oh my god it's I'm so, so sorry up. i'm so sorry if why, you're why right would at the you door you could have huh? gone would in at the intermission huh why would you do that what do you mean why would you be at the door? That doesn't make well, sense. Well, as opposed to across the street. I'm just talking with you. Yeah. <laughs> intermission. Or intermission. I don't know how long the importance of being earnest is. Or Very long. If it, <laughs> it's really fucking if long. It's, uh, if he came after the intermission or whatever. But. Uh, this movie is also much more attractive than Spider-Man. Hey, well shot, Bill Pope. Yeah. It's just... and it's, But it's like, um, it's like what we were talking about with the first one, where it's everything is so stagey. It's so like stiff and formal and like it's not it never feels like people actually walking through a real world and we just drop right. the camera in beside them and catch them as they are going about their lives right there's but, a you know what you know what i also would have liked to see um there's a there's an element of you know spider-man is too much too much responsibility for him right that's kind of what this movie's trying to do um i almost feel like i would have liked it if there had been an element of you know we don't need spider-man for every purse snatching yeah we do have cops we don't need you for ever. We appreciate it. Yeah. And for the really fucked up stuff, absolutely. But really, we got this whole department that the taxpayers are, de- are paying for, <laughs> and we got the cars and the lights and stuff. Just you can take a night off. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we yeah. will. We'll let you know. Can, can we? Like, we'll have you on call. Yeah. If we need you, we'll call. Tell you what. Tell you what. Let's do that thing with like the light in the sky. Yeah. We'll have the, the spider signal. We'll have the spider signal and let you know if we need you. Otherwise, chill. Yeah. It's fine. Go to a play or something, for God's sake. <laughs> Just not earnest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Earlier, he's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, your play, I read a review that was really good. I'm like, yeah, you read a review. I bet the rest of them are terrible because that is a All right, play. let's start addressing this because I just asked in the chat room who were complaining that we were being too negative. Question, why do you like Spider-Man 2? And here are some of the answers. Answer? Shut up. Answer, I can identify with Peter, even though it's overdone. Zarban. Sure. And I, I can. Think, I think that's I mean, why they, they do make him more sympathetic in this movie. Yeah, I think that's why people definitely like this movie. Um, and I, I, I can, I can see that. And definitely, you know, you feel overwhelmed and blah blah blah. So there's that. It's just that it's overdone. <laughs> so at all, yeah. Teague, it's yeah. not real. It's, at all, in this, not real. At all in this film, do you feel like it's a set? And look at look at that's this. my that's my issue with Bill. Pope. Okay, here here's a perfect encapsulation of what's wrong with this movie. This is a gr- this is a great joke. He has to take yeah. the elevator down, and that's humiliating. And how smart is there? And somebody, some guy yeah. comes in and goes, "Oh, hey, this is this is awkward." Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a funny joke. We're still right. in this joke. I like how sparks. Anyway, uh, another answer. Doctor Octopus still going is awesome. Still going. How do you guys going. feel about Doc still Ock? Going. Hey, hey, hey. There we go. Down in front, guys. Sorry, we were watching the movie. <laughs> Doctor Octopus. Alfred Molina is awesome. I have a problem with the. I have, I have a, a problem with the justification. Yeah. For the oh, character oh, yeah. in a lot of ways, the inhibitor chip. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Now, has this we'll been? We'll talk a, about that when he introduces the arms. I want to introduce. Okay. So I now know, I don't know so how. Now, wait, to, wait, wait. Now he's powerless. But I guess he could drag that on yeah, his own with human power. Yeah. All right. Never mind. That that's um, yeah, yeah. But but as I was watching this, that was another thing. I was like. I don't, I don't know enough about Spider-Man to know, like, all the different possible versions of Doc Ock or whatever, because I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm going, 
I don't know how you justify it any better than this. <laughs> I don't well, know yeah. what you do other than this. I just like how they deliberately went with octopus and not. No, he's another fucking spider. They're mm-hmm. two spiders. Spider fight. Go. Right. Because he looks like a fucking spider. So, Teague, my question. Sets. Does this movie look like it? Well, the problem with Spider-Man 1 is that it looks like it's nothing but sets. Right. And that's like really fucking hardcore in your face. And I don't feel that as much with this one. But you still though, feel even it. Even though it is Bill Pope. Well, yeah, occasionally. I mean, the, did... the lighting is at least... There are shadows in this movie. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing, like the whole thing about him disappointing her and she literally says don't disappoint me it's like don't disappoint me i don't again. get the impression that she's that he's been letting her down like every week right i get the impression yeah. that they haven't seen each other in six months right you know yeah um but it's her big show so i needed the which has been running for weeks somehow because it's awful but somehow <laughs> it's going been going and going she says later that like her boyfriend went five times and harry went twice and blah 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 and it's like i saw i saw i was there <laughs> exactly why is spider-man broke because he can't keep a job because he can't keep up with the work he's doing because yeah, he's he also Spider-Man. Why doesn't he, he can't balance being Spider-Man and Peter Parker at the same time. Yeah. Is that, is that how it is in the comic book where he's always broke? Not necessarily. But would, I, I, certainly there would be... Here, he would know. Certainly uh, there would be times it's part of, of it. It's part of it. I mean, it's more about him trying to juggle being Peter Parker and Spider-Man right. at the same So trying to juggle school, a part-time job, and crime fighting at the same time. Yeah. And certainly being broke is... But yeah, he's, that's that's part, that's, he's not in the school in this movie. The chat room says that is part of the that's, comic book. He is. He is, yeah, there you He's go. at college now. He's at college, yeah, oh, not high school. I haven't seen any college scenes yet, so... <laughs> uh, th- that's part of it. The only college aspect of it we've gotten is him getting dressed down by his professor at the beginning saying, you need to do this paper or I'm going to fail you. Yeah. Which is the heart of Spider-Man. He's trying See, to reconcile he's on his the college campus right now. He's, he was life. on the college campus just then and doing a thing where he was talking to himself so right. we would hear his feelings. Okay. Here we go. Okay. okay. Let's do this. So, so who's a better bad guy? The first Spider-Man bad guy or the second uh, Green one? Goblin or this guy? I like yeah. this guy better. I like this guy better. I now, here's too. the... Okay. I, I don't know enough about this movie and the release and the ensuing internet conversation that must have happened. Did anyone get mad that he can not only clearly support... Each one of these four arms, which probably weighs 400 pounds each, just with his body. Like, he holds these arms up on his back, and they each are yeah. 15 foot long. A lot metal of times, well, how, how would you do that then? A lot of times they're holding themselves up, but sometimes. Some, some of it, some of it, I have to. But they're, I, give, I give the movie, I, I let the movie go in, in incidences where it's like, all right, that's from the comic. There's nothing you can do about that. That's the character. And that's how he is, you know, in the comic. That does go back to oh, what we okay. talked about in some other Marvel movie that we did. The problem with the Marvel universe in general is that all of these various different stories with all of their separate magic beans have now been integrated right. into the same overall tapestry. Right. And now it's like... Where science is whatever you want it to be, really. Yeah. I don't like that moment right there where they go into his back and yeah. there's a reverse of a whole crowd going, <gasps> Ew, yeah, because they couldn't see it. Yeah, they it couldn't see it. And yeah. I, I had that same feeling. But they saw his face it. when he went, Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when and you see pro- Alfred Molina's face, you just go, <gasps> yeah. If you see Alfred Molina's face go, yeah, <clears throat> you're like, whoa. You just jump back a little bit. And the other thing that's like, okay. So we, this is CGI right We know now. it's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. We know it's, it's good. coming. So obviously we know that these arms are a big deal. But within this world at the moment, these are just the tool to yeah. do the presentation yeah. of the actual thing that they're there to see. Honestly, honestly, it's like 
how 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 did you not have a presentation on these? Just yeah. these, yeah, really. Yeah, that's a exactly. big. Th- that's a big deal. But by the way, he called these smart arms, right? No, there's and, they have and AI. he says I control them. He doesn't say that. The, this reporter immediately goes, "If the artificial intelligence is as advanced as you say, I don't think I said that. I called them smart arms. I got a smart car out there that isn't that doesn't have artificial <laughs> intelligence." And also, she immediately asks, "Oh, isn't there a risk of like it it you controlling know your brain? It controlling yeah. your brain?" And it's like, you have a hand. <laughs> that you control with your brain. Are you ever concerned that your hand will take control of you? Think, woman. You know, <laughs> but no, she's right. Well, so, th- uh, there is a science journalist in this world. That's that's the second magic bean. There's a science journalist in this world who actually understands the science of the world. That's the problem here. <laughs> if, the, if the film started with this scene, would you be lost? I would be interested. Uh, no, actually, no, that's I, a very good point. We could probably have skipped the entire f- first half hour. <laughs> And just start here, practically. I would still have a problem with the terrible, terrible science. Right. But story-wise, it would be stronger construction. Now, there's something, and I want to get off the arms, but there's one last thing that just kills me. He says, they're there to witness a new type of energy source. Right. And then he says, these arms I developed use fusion use cold fusion to work do they does he no he no says, i think he says they're they're used to stabilize the reaction that he's demonstrating here i i went back they're and watched this manipulate. again i went i no no i know what you're saying but Is i went back heard that watched it again to make sure it's what he said and it seemed like okay. it corroborated my first it, thought so he says you're here to see a new kind of energy these arms produce fusion it's like what Hmm. And then no one applies. That may have been, they, yeah. would have assumed that, oh, there right. oh, wow, the arms I, produce fusion. I guess it produces fusion by controlling this. Okay, here's here's my biggest problem uh, with it. Even ignoring the... It looks the, like a miniature sun. Yeah. But it's a cool, it's a cool effect. Even, ign- even ignoring the up. fact... Oh, it even does the, the, the same... Thingy. It even has solar yeah, flares. Solar flares and Ugh. the whole thing. Um, but solar arcs, yeah. But here's my, here's my biggest problem with it. Per, just being like, okay, I'm accepting that in... In this universe, this is not our world at all. In this world, that's how physics works. Fine. My biggest problem actually with it is like he talks about, oh, you know, it's this sustaining energy and blah, 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 and it'll power the world and blah, blah, blah. And you look at it and it's like, but, but apparently you always need a guy standing there. Just kind of go, no, don't, don't do that. No, no, don't do that with the arms. It's like, this is tremendously inefficient. uh, Unless it turns magnetic. Yeah, and he's like, That's oh, didn't see that coming. Works. But it's a sun, though, so magnetism. No. No. <laughs> Ryan, he, let me d- tell you something about science. Uh, has, has he done this before? Is this his first time demonstrating it this? It seems to be his first time because he seems pretty surprised. Well, actually, he was talking about, I've done all the calculations, so he was doing it, you know, do scientists do that? No. No. They no. Don't that's that's no. a that's a big pro- that's a big thing about the way science and scientists are portrayed in the culture. You don't really see the good scientists. You always see the mad scientists or the the hey, scientist hey, who hey. doesn't quite understand the oh. implication. Yeah, right. I was going to say Henry what he's Wu, doing. but that's the Henry Wu's problem. Yeah, he, it's it's the one who's you who's, have either evil or aloof scientists. Yeah, who's well, we like, have a very anti-intellectual and anti-progressive society. Yeah. So the people who are actually you bleeding work, heart mother. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. It's true though. The people who are actually working to make our world a better place get shit on. Yeah, too often in our culture. Yeah, it's well, like it's like making octopus arms. Yeah, it's <laughs> trust me. If it if there was a if there was an actual device that ever got to this point, they'd have known well in advance. They wouldn't have done it in a loft in the middle of the city. They would have been like, all right, yeah. no one can wear any metal. No one can blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. That's the thing. I feel like if there was a Trey kind of person in this universe, by the way, he would be the by one the way, it would be quicker just to unplug them individually. 
at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go as opposed to doesn't he doesn't he have spider strength? Yeah, that's well. Apparently, that would have been really hard for a human to do. I guess. Well, but his powers are quitting on him. Yeah. If Trey Stokes lived in this universe, that black hole would have eaten the entire city. That is bullshit. Yes. And don't even get me started on how they fucking put out this fusion black, reactor. Black holes are not are not vacuum cleaners in exactly the way that they're portrayed either. But go ahead. If Trey Stokes lived in this universe, he would say, some people died. Okay. That, that totally works. If the sun implodes. So can we, can we talk, take this well, over to if, Sweden and that's, install this? Uh, that's, abso- that's absolutely true. That's what I, everyone's like, I'm ruined works, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. the second okay. one works even better. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, that worked. It was bad. And really stupid to do it where you did. There was an accident. Robocop or something. But again, uh, you could almost play that off as you could if you if you wanted to relate that to uh, America's relationship with nuclear power, you totally could. Because a couple of a couple of honestly minor accidents in history have prevented us from becoming a nuclear the movie uh, power at all. Fat Man and Little Boy, which John Cusack's character. Gets this huge dose of radiation. Mm-hmm. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> but he's, he's a composite historical now character. I'm, now but, I can't watch it. But it's all about you know the Manhattan Project and right. them putting together the bomb uh, during the war. And at one point, he gets this huge dose of radiation and dies right. eventually through the what happens. All right, now I want to make very sure that we're not being unfair. Here's the Sam Raimi. Yeah, this is what. Here's this, where this Sam is, Raimi. This, this is the dark Sam, scene. Sam Raimi is a horror director, and yeah. so I think I do love most the of the time of him being on the table with the huge arms. That's kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a great. This is a great scene. This is a great scene in the movie. I think fundamentally, Sam Raimi is was simply the wrong choice for director because Sam uh-huh. Raimi is a Tommy hard. Maguire was the wrong choice for Spider Man, and Kirsten Dunst was the wrong agreed, choice agreed, for Mary Jane. Agreed. But Sam Raimi is a horror director. That was a great stunt. When he's doing like this scene is a horror movie, and this works as a scene. But the rest of this Spider Man is not a horror movie, right. so it doesn't work. All right, I want to be very, very careful not that we're to not be unfair to Spider Man too. Because there's a lot of people that like this movie, and we're sort of unilaterally just hating on it. I want to make sure that what we're saying applies to Spider-Man 2 specifically, and that's why we think it's bad. Would we, would we criticize the science this way in other movies? Or does this movie just that's not what, have that's our... Why, that's why I'm trying really hard not to criticize the science oh, quite like that. I forgot about that show. Yeah. That, that's why I'm... I'm 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 not criticizing the science so much as the portrayal of science, but let me let me be fair that it's a problem. It's a it's a American cultural problem, not a Spider-Man two problem that well, I'm just happening to bitch about right now. I it go, it also goes back to that question of do people actually scream like that in real life? I don't think so. Sometimes if like they, they, know me. they always scream like that in movies. Okay, and I'm like, look, if this shit was happening, I'd probably scream like you that. You wouldn't scream like that. You'd be like just quivering in fear. You wouldn't be able <laughs> I, to do anything. I would just be cursing over and over and over. Again. Yeah. Again. Again. Uh, you would try to make as little noise as possible so as not to be seen or noticed. <laughs> That's probably true. Dr. Octopus's vision is you based on movement. can't see you. <laughs> You're not moving. I would have uh, just... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have just said... Okay, that is a problem in this movie that a lot of people just stand there and scream when they could do something productive. Yeah. But anyway... Well, well that's a horror trope. That's yeah, a, a yeah, cliche of, of horror movies which, which, again, may be that he's bringing that sensibility yeah. into this movie where it's not entirely appropriate. Right. I know this seems... Evident or he should us. have done that more. Padme, maybe. where maybe. is Padme? Maybe, okay. ma- yeah, maybe made it more of a. Ho- if he had made this, <laughs> if he had made this more of a horror movie all the way through, maybe that could have worked. Maybe it's just the it would have been a weird trying choice, to find but it the balance. Been a choice. Yeah, it would have say, been a choice that would be up his alley. I, I want to stick on this for a little while. I love the I love the animation of Doc Ock pretty much across the board. Yeah. I think they handle his tentacles and his the way his body reacts around the tentacles very well. 
Okay. I lo- and and this bit, the these hands moment, but with the tentacles, I think is great. And they, the tentacles do have a personality. Yeah. It doesn't really, their personality doesn't really make sense from mm-hmm. a story standpoint. Right. But the animation wise. His body's not supported the tentacles. It was. It, 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 it is usually. It does, yeah. He was just climbing up the wall just then. But, and even in a little when while. When he did the, no. When he starts towards the end of the movie, uh, like a wall collapses on him. Or, you know, he's trying to push up the curvy arc machine that he builds. And he's standing on his feet, walking forward on his feet, pushing it up with his back on the, and the tentacles are holding it up. Like, his whole body is supporting the weight of this five-ton piece of metal. It's right. bizarre. Anyway, I, I, there are people that like this movie, and I want to... I know it seems evident to us that this is bad. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that but I want that's to... a great moment, though. Yeah, by that's life. definitely hanging a lantern. Uh, Otto Octavius. What are the odds of that? Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to address, on a very basic level, the problems with Spider-Man 2, and if they are related to the problems with Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3, why is this not a good movie, on a very basic level? Because people seem to like it. What, what gives us, what gives see, us the right I don't, to say this see, is a that's bad why movie? See, that's why I'm... People are very forgiving, I think, I'm when not it comes to, to comic book movies. Well, sure. They've seen, you know, they've well, seen the, the level movies, we've but. talked about before, the the genre determines how stringent you have to be with your magic bean. I think, and comic books have really, really loose magic beans. Yeah. But the problem is, I think, comic book movies, or comic books and comic book stories in general, have much more loose magic beans than you see in cinema, especially mm-hmm. these days. And as our culture goes on, our magic beans get closer and closer to what reality right. is. And that's why the Nolan Batmans well, are so great because it takes that magic bean and it it narrows it down it to what explain you explain the cell phone sonar thing. Here's here's no oh, okay. we'll get yeah. to exempt, listen exempt, exempt, no, listen that, that exempt we have an entire commentary yeah. where we're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. But um my here's here's what I think. Um and I didn't I you know I didn't say that it was a bad Oh, oh god. At this point is all. Yeah. Oh god. At this oh, point oh, I'm oh, like okay oh. so is it a flashback or what? But cuz there's no, a ripple. Let's stay on dissolve, the conversation. Not, okay. Ignore the movie for a few minutes. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um in in the abstract, why is Spider-Man too bad? I don't think it is necessarily. I don't th- I don't hate it as much as everyone else does here. I I I'm less thrilled with it than I was when I first saw it. Here's here's what I think. I think a lot of people probably um People don't remember, aside from really um, iconic, you know, lines. People don't generally remember dialogue, and I, I would almost, I would almost extrapolate that further to people don't pay a lot of attention to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, if you strip the dialogue out of this, or you, if, if you, if you muted this and just watched it, aside from some people like Kirsten Dunst, the performances are really good. You, you can really believe it. Um, the structure of it is pretty good, even though his, his motivations, uh, uh, Doc, Doc Ock here, um, are often, I like that little moment. That's, I, I wish it was almost more stylized like that all the way through the movie. But now he's going to have a 45 second conversation with himself. Yeah. But, um, it gets away I would, with it I would have gotten all of this without the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Totally. But, and that's the thing, you know, if you, if you almost ignore the dialogue, I feel like this isn't a bad movie. It's just that the dialogue is really bad, you know. But if the you just take the actors no, the stru- out of the film. No, no, no. But the, I'm saying the structure is pretty solid. I agree with you. The performances are solid generally. Begrudgingly, I agree uh, with the, you. The effects and the visuals are good. It's just that the dialogue is really good, and it it really bad, can yeah. drag. Uh, oh, sorry, really bad. Yes, I'm having a problem with differentiating things today. But um, it, and the dialogue can really drag it down for people who actually. Kind of pay attention to that kind of stuff. Are, in is a movie. your contention that the problem is the terrible dialogue? I would say so. Yes, I, I would say. Uh, you so know, we're actually being we, way too hard on it. We, uh, we've yeah, we're I, focusing I think maybe on one problem with it. We've uh, there there are some definite um, illogical 
choices and, and, and motivation issues and stuff like that, like we'll, we'll talk about in too much convenience and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think if, I think if the dialogue was better and and more subtle, then this movie it, it would be it would be more of a refrigerator logic issue where it was more acceptable. But because they're saying exactly right. what they're thinking at any time, then you know what they're thinking, hey. and you're like, hey, that doesn't make sense. I so, really I really agree with you. So I that's a great I, point. So I think this is um, yeah, it's just a problem of the dialogue, and a lot of people, like I said, just kind of let the dialogue wash over them, including, I think, probably myself when I watched this, um, and just to get the gist of what's going on, and that's why... And if Trey was here, he would bring up Goldman and say that dialogue is the least important part. Sure. But, so you they, know, it can still distract me enough to make me not like a movie. So I guess well, it's at least I agree. somewhat I agree. crucial. It what, is we're, what, we're sa- what we're saying is that the story logic of this film makes no sense. So if you take away the dialogue, you're taking away all Wait, of what's that. what's the story logic that doesn't work for you? Why anybody is doing anything and why one sequence of events follows right, from see. another? That's, Peter, Peter, I don't, I don't just think it's story logic. It's character motivation. Motivation yeah. is better. Well, that's I part think. of it. We're, that's we're part about, of it. Every time, every what, time, what is the situation and why are people act behaving the way they are in that situation? Yeah, every time, like later on, we've got a situation where Octavius Doc Ock here is trying to capture Spider-Man, so he like tries to throw him off a train and escape him and stuff yeah. like that and it's like you're trying to capture him remember your motivation here okay wait let's and, and here we have we're, we're about to have a, a fight between them yeah and no the one saw his arms come yeah. out no one heard the noise and of the fact the... that they're in the same building at the same time is yeah. a complete coincidence anyway it's funny to see Joel McHale doing like that? over broad what, slapstick what, yeah. face what film was it which Spider-Man film was it where the car flew at this one, it's coming. Um, okay, that, yeah, that's another that's another total motivation issue that we'll get to. When okay, that wait, let's let's take a second here and, yeah. and, and break this down. Peter Parker in this film, in this film, yeah, based on what we know, wants to blank. He wants to be himself and and also juggle his real life, and that's sort of it until Doc Ock appears, and then he has to f- defeat him. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to he's trying to reconcile being Spider Man and being Peter so Parker. He's, just, as, he's basically idling in his said. in his conflict until Doc Ock shows up. Okay, basically, is, yeah. Mary Jane wants. So we really could have started some sort that of science scene, and the film would have been the same. Basically, if we if we then proceeded to see like basically if we separated what what you could do to start with that scene where everything goes wrong, Peter's not there. Number one, um, opening, and then opening on the Doc Ock, opening on the 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 accident. Well, he, he doesn't yeah. need to know him. Yeah, he doesn't need to be there. So so then you set up that that should be your action hook, and then you set up things are not going well idea. for Peter Parker. That starts like the fly for yeah, about five ten minutes. And then we go back to the hospital scene where Doc Ock breaks out. Okay. Mary Jane in this movie wants to some amount of attention. She wants which to be she's a star. Being she denied want, from everyone. She wants to be loved. She right. needs attention. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She wants attention badly. And Dr. <laughs> Octopus. Now, here's, here's where it gets weird with Harry and Doc Ock. Dr. Octopus is trying to develop... Basically, a Nobel Prize. He wants to win a Nobel Prize. He's, he's, he's trying to develop this now, new... Now, of all the people uh, he could grab... Uh, he had to reach through like 30 people to get to her. And he doesn't know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So he should have no particular interest in her. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> the movie's bad. We know that. Okay. What? Her. Look, that, that she's a comedian. I don't even... Not her. The one that the camera just dollied past. And I can't, I can't remember her name. Phil but Lamar. She, yeah. Okay, I'm just screaming saying, right at the one. camera. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. That's very much a Raimi being Now, Raimi. Dr. Octopus Octavius is trying to develop this all-powerful new sort of energy... We're not going to say perpetual motion because we're not going to say perpetual motion. Right. But it's not perpetual motion, new, but it's perpetual. This, this new atomic energy. energy, which will be great, which will be really cool. And he needs very expensive materials to build it, which brings to mind a, a question that of... That is bullshit. 
of renewability, yeah. but whatever. And that's where Harry comes in. So Harry is paying for the experiment. The well, experiment goes awry. Self-sustaining somehow. But sure. well, what, but, 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 not but, saying perpetual. Yeah. So he pays for the experiment. The experiment goes awry. Therefore, fucking over Harry in some way. I guess he. he I guess he invested Harry all invested. of Oscorp's money into this or something like yeah. that. Because he literally walks out and says, "I'm ruined." Octopus is fucked up because he just he killed his wife. Uh, let's talk about what's good. The effects here. This is all digital, and it does not at all feel that way compared to the way it did in the yeah, yeah. in the first. And this film. sequence also. I was works. about to say compared to the first film, fine, but it looks digital. Yeah. Well, it looks yeah. digital because you know that the camera and the and the actors can't do that. But in terms of the lighting and the the texturing and stuff, I think it looks great. And in fact, this was one of the things you know. Uh, uh, they they advanced. The kind oh. of realistic lighting and stuff like that. I forgot about that too. Yeah. It's a nice Fuck. moment. Nice moment. But it's it deflates the tension. But yeah, he, but shows, it, he shows short, up again. It short circuits all the tension. Yeah. No, no, no. But he's about to show up and grab her again, so it's okay. Yeah. All right. Now, why does Doctor Octopus? Why does he want to kill her now? All of a sudden. Why is he after Spider-Man? Because he hasn't had the conversation with Harry yet, where he says, "I'll give you a bajillion dollars and all the tritium of whatever you he's want." N- yeah. He hasn't had this conversation with. This hasn't occurred yet. So he's, right now, Doc Ock is on his own being that? Yeah. power. No. He's not after Spider-Man. Okay, first of all, the the claws have their own brains and eyes, so smacking him in the face shouldn't do anything to the claw. Um, and let's remember that this whole action sequence started with him robbing a bank. Right. His, he should be just trying to get away. That's what his right. motivation should be. He shouldn't be trying to fuck with Spider-Man, trying to kill this woman. He should just be pushing everyone out of the way, trying right. to get safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having pretty girls step into the shot at the end. Yeah. He's trying to be Michael Bay. Make this worth at least a little worthwhile. Okay. Now, although... He only, gra- he only grabbed two bags... Of coins. Of gold coins, which I, I thought that was... F- and they're literally gold coins. I thought that was uh, funny. I thought that was funny. I'm like, okay, this is... that's Because that's what you have in cartoons. You just have sacks of gold coins. Fucking Scrooge McDuck just has a vault full of gold coins. That's how money is in a cartoon. And this is a cartoon, uh, you know, by and large. But I think um, based, yeah, on what we just, based on what we just talked about in terms of character motivations... These shots make me crazy. I th- Shut up. I think that's where Neil deGrasse Tyson works, It by is. The way. It's a Hayden Planetarium. Yeah. The um and it's that's so him. That's him. CGI There's another Grass Tyson. He's the white guy. Um, <laughs> this movie. I, I wouldn't think... be surprised if he was totally in there. By the way, and we just never see. Yeah, him. somebody in the bottom left corner yeah. at the very is this, beginning. Is this where Harry slaps like Peter? Yes. This is um. <laughs> yes. This movie does work for me on a story he's, level. He's like the worst newspaper photographer I've ever seen in my life. He's but he's he got his really cap good on. shots of Spider-Man. Dorkman, he's got problems, man. Yeah. This movie works for me. On the story uh, oh, level. I also love that this is totally like the high highbrow of society, and they've got like the three dollar champagne all over the bar. <laughs> Corbell. <laughs> yeah. This movie works for me on a story level. Aside from Doc Ock's current lack of motivation, every I, time we see him, it's like, why are you doing that? Why aren't right. you doing the thing you came here to do? Now, uh, what I really like about his turn at the end is Doc Ock eventually is convinced by. Peter Parker by Spider-Man mm. that what he's doing is wrong and he tries to stop it himself and I that really works for me I, I, I love that moment I'll have to watch it again but I mean I don't love mu- much mu- about this movie and I like that moment as much as James Franco is giving the best performance he can none of his story works for me because it, it completely feels like well, he's he's going to be the villain in number three. Right. We just have to keep him around. And yeah, you know, make sure he's still. Yeah, in he's the not circle. a character in this. He's not movie, a character. He's just, you know, he's kind of spinning his wheels, or at least the filmmakers are spinning his. his I agree. Wheels. I agree. And also, like, does Jameson not understand how like newspaper photography is? He's like, everyone pose, everyone pose for everything, and it's yeah. like this isn't 
you know, this isn't for the yearbook. Yeah. This is for the newspaper. He right. should be taking candid snaps of what's going on. And wouldn't around. it be great if Peter Parker pointed that out to him and, yeah. and Jonah Jameson was like, fuck you, whatever, shut up, yeah. go away. Okay, now is when you take a picture. Don't yeah. have your hands up to clap. You're taking a picture because that's what you're here for. That's your job. Yeah. Does this guy say anything in the movie? Yes, he has the one scene. He, he does have a scene with uh, the upside Mary Jane down on the couch, which is one of the scenes where I'm like, okay, the good screenwriter, because only one screenwriter is credited for this, but a lot of people worked on this. Oh, of course. And and as I re- as I recall, the story being again, again with his little yeah. like, uh, just stop. and and they've we done that it. several times, but the uh, and they're gonna do it again. But uh, uh, that's why he goes emo in the third. Yeah, movie. the story. Oh. The story I recall is um, uh, Alvin Sargent got sole credit for this. And after he did, he actually called one of the other screenwriters, one of the ones who is uh, uh, credited for screenplay. I think it's Michael Chabon. Is that how you pronounce his name uh, or whatever? Michael Chabon, I Chabon, think. Uh, I you know who I'm talking about yeah, now, yeah. though. Um, he, Sargent actually called him and said, I, I really think that they should have given it to you. Because like, mm-hmm. there's nothing he can do about it. He's not the one who makes right. the choice. The WGA the, does. The WGA but he, whatever Yeah, it is. but he called, he called Michael Chabon, or however you pronounce it, and said... I, I think that's unfair. I really think that you're the one who contributed the most to this movie, and you should have gotten it. But now, <laughs> sorry. Now, did Sergeant write him a check? Cause that's, yeah, exactly. That's how you say I'm real. I really think. Yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know that part. She's like know. naming off all the all right. guys she sleeps with. Yeah, exactly. I've been awesome. Having this conversation <laughs> with the chat room while you guys were talking, trying to figure this out because in the chat room, and presumably for a lot of people that are just listening to this at home now. The 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 feeling is my that best friend who cares so much about me that I haven't seen in eight months. Sorry, go. The, the feeling is that we are being too hard on this movie. It's happening in the chat room. It's probably happening in people's heads everywhere. So let's, ex- let's address this again. I just asked the chat room, okay, well, we all organically dislike this movie, and we're trying to make good points about it, and I feel like we are. What's wrong with that? And, and there's a lot of just general, I like this movie kind of stuff going on, and I, and I asked specific stuff. One thing that we overlooked is that Dr. Octopus blames Spider-Man for his wife's death. Why? Because Spider-Man pulled the plug on the whole thing. I guess she, she very she clearly died, died before, before he yeah. pulled the plug. Yeah, I think he blamed himself for his that, wife's that death. Is, I don't think he blames Spider-Man. That is as nonsensical as Nero blaming Spock yeah. for failing and to I don't, stop. And in the Romulus chat, they say that, and this is John Pavlich, uh, I think from Sofa Dogs, right? And why, why is, why is James Franco about, mad he at says, him now? I yeah. like this movie because the emotional He's moments drunk. work and they make me like the characters. Uh huh. And I can see that. I mean, I think the emotional moments are sort of distracted by the, the dialogue of them, generally speaking. And here's here's but another... I understand the, the, the... Like I said, the movie in, in, in fat brushstrokes as a story works. Well, I said that too. Yeah, I think yeah, so yeah. too. I think it's just the execution is a little wonky and it's it's too ham-fisted and stuff like that. I mean, this scene right here is is setting up something something really great. And if we hadn't seen Peter figuratively getting slapped around this entire time, then it might have had more a little bit more impact. But um, his... Uh, uh, James Franco and and also if we had a sense of the characters actually having a relationship it feels like they only show up in each other's lives to have these conversations like they don't hang out right there's Um, there's no there's no larger life that is happening when this camera doesn't happen to be pointed at yeah exactly and and but like that scene right there it's like which goes back to the idea of this being stagey of it feeling it's like there's a there's a moment they're trying to connect how um how Harry feels about uh, Spider-Man and Peter to how Peter feels about himself for Uncle Ben because he specifically says you could have you could have stopped it you could have kept my father from being killed by turning in Spider-Man yeah 
um, and you didn't, so you're responsible for his death. And it's like that is a one-to-one correlation to how he <laughs> feels about Uncle Ben, you know? Right. Um, and a but lot of the movie really, doesn't it doesn't quite it, it sets it up it and goes there. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know we kind of do the rest of the work if we want to. Brian, what's your what's your current revised perhaps thoughts on why you don't like Spider-Man Two? Why it rubbed you the wrong way? Um. I think because it's too goofy and it's silly and nothing that anything anybody does in this film comes across as a real human in a real situation. Uh, I I think cartoony is the 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 right phrase for it. It's why just now why everything that, that p- these people his, do his, is it's it's slapstick. It's farcical. His powers are going away because he's basically due to stress. I mean that happens. It's definitely a, an erectile dysfunction but, metaphor and stuff but like his, that. But his uh. Spiky thing shouldn't go away. I could understand the web stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's just again, you know, the, these comic uh, again, you know, you you take it a certain way. This is a comic book movie, being very much a comic book movie. So things are in broad strokes. Science oh. is just a thing. There's no go. thermodynamics or any of that. There's just science. And again, uh, Spider-Man's powers are just a thing. We're kind of supposed to not question how they work and just say and just look at them as a a bulk item now really you could use your hands for this like a, your arms are there to do other things to free up your hands to do <laughs> there's a lot the of great stuff cigars. going on in the chat room right now that i want to bring to you guys it's attention. awesome that the fbi isn't trying to track these kind of items that are being shipped to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. dude he's yeah. buying it with stolen gold and shipping <laughs> these like th- these nuclear things all over the place oh and and here we are in a scene by the way where again medicine is just a thing yeah because here's his here's his medical doctor who becomes a psychiatrist halfway through the scene <laughs> Right. You're not licensed for that. <laughs> In the anyway. chat room, here's what's going on. Uh, first of all, bad dreams. John from uh, from Sofa Dogs brings up that he thinks Doctor Octopus thinks that had Spider-Man not intervened, he could have saved his wife. That's how's that? She just got that's impossible. She just got glassed in the, the face. By the laws of physics. In any case. In any There's universe, that. by the laws of physics. Also, in the in the chat room, Stephanie Wooten points out: uh, Does anyone else feel frustrated that? People, by this she means us, <laughs> expect comic book movies to be more serious. And I wanted to ask Brian about that because he said it was it feels cartoony. What's wrong with it feeling cartoony? I, like I've said before, I think in the first Spider-Man movie, I think there's just a different level of suspension of disbelief involved between the different mediums. Elaborate I think you, on that. That's good. I think you can get away with more in different mediums. I think the medium is actually a, a choice. I, and I think that's why Batman Begins largely, with some exceptions, works. And I because also, it takes it more seriously. Because... You, when it, when it's when it's a comic book, it's a draw. It's it's literally a cartoon, a cartoon drawing, an abstract representation of a human being and whatever. When it's a live action film, it is a literal photograph of a person in what is hopefully mostly a real situ in a real location environment. environment. Right. right, and and it's almost. I don't mind the goofiness so much. I think there's a place for it. Um, I think you can. I I have a problem with people who think that the. Who and and not? I, I don't think any fans are like this. I have a problem with um, when the studios thought that the only way to do a comic book movie was to make it goofy. Because mm. fuck it, it's a comic book, right. and that's still how they are with video game movies by and large and right. stuff like that. Um, and and I've you know I've written a blog post about it and stuff where it's like every idea is kind of silly when you break it down, but you can do, you can take it seriously and make it work. Right. Um, but I don't have a problem with doing it goofy. The problem is like the problem with these, I think is like we say it's the movie doesn't quite know what it wants to be. If this were more, if this were more heavily stylized other than just the reality it exists in, if this were a movie that was like Angley's like- Hulk, Okay, or if like you stylize Sin City it like that, or, or Sin City, like. or something like that. If you stylized it, then 
you know, you could be as goofy and cartoony as you want, and it's still people. Right. But it but it kind of works because the whole world is kind of interacting that way. Whereas this movie, these these movies, I should say, the Spider-Man movies feel like they're trying to straddle a line between being goofy and cartoony cuz this is a very cartoony movie. I don't have as huge a problem with it as you do, but I can certainly acknowledge right. that. But it's trying to straddle a line between being goofy and cartoony and also taking place in a recognizable realistic world. I mean, it's it's certainly got a delineation. It doesn't take place in our world. It takes place in a world where New York still has elevated trains and, and all that stuff. You know, it's New York not, has L trains. Not still. anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's not... But it, it, it doesn't feel like it's quite synthesizing, like you talked about, what its style and what its tone is. Right. I, th- I, um, think, I think what it is is film is the is the most unforgiving medium when it comes to seeing the representation of emotion the representation of not not just emotion but human behavior and how human behavior interacts with other human behavior and it's like and but well, you're here's, but, here's but, the part that's but there's another level of that there's that level and there's also don't. the level of the actual physical reality of the situation they're in. Because you can go to a play and you can watch some guy that's pretending to be the Prince of Denmark right. standing in a black box theater and say, oh, that's the ramparts of Castle Elsinore. And you and you buy it because that's a suspension of disbelief that's involved with going to see that story. And a comic book is just a picture but, and a book is just words. But this approaches but, but, a human on a one-to-one But hang on, hang on. But the, the important reality of what, going to see that guy play Hamlet is how... Seriously, he's doing that human behavior and interacting with those other characters. You, that's just, it's the same situation on film because you're even more so because instead of being a hundred feet away from that guy playing Hamlet, you're right literally in inches away from Tobey Maguire, and so you have that stringent requirements in addition to the stringent requirement of believing that the buildings behind him are real and the environment yeah. is real. Right, right, right. Now, I, I. I honestly, uh, I kind of love this sequence, even though like this is this is the epitome of Goofy in this movie, right? The raindrops yeah. fall on my head, and, blah, and this blah, blah. is this is why I I really dislike this. Sure, sequence. I I I I think it's fine. I think it's great. But again, it's the movie can't decide if it's this tone or the other serious tone or what. It I think quite it's is. the same problem think, when you get think, to three, where it turns into oh a My Chemical but, Romance video for ten minutes. And hey, I hey. can't that. No and offense. that's the thing. That one comes. This comes back. He tries to do this again in Spider-Man Three, and that doesn't work for me at all. Okay, well, um, this doesn't work for me. Anthony, this is where I totally check out. I was going to say you can do both. You can do both tones. I think it's I, just poorly can you think executed. Of like an example where that worked. Uh, sure. You guys probably didn't I, like I, it. I, but, the you know, freeze the, frame. No, oh. I love the intentional oh. freeze frame. I love the fact that they intentionally froze on a frame where he was like half blurred and stuff like that. I think that's great. It's a great little sequence. I'm not sure it quite works <laughs> with the entirety of the film. So what you're saying is that in your estimation of pop culture, Burt Bacharach and Spider-Man don't belong together? <laughs> you know what you're saying? No, I'm saying that's the that's one of the scenes that works the best for me out of this. What was the movie? <laughs> what, what, was that, what was that Korean movie? That Which Korean was movie? A, it was a sea creature... The host. Uh, the host, yeah. And you didn't like it, right? Or you did like it, but it was that okay. That blends the cartoony I, I and the real. I did like it, yeah, but I couldn't. I, I appreciated that. By the way, she's the worst fucking actress she's in the world. terrible. She sees somebody in the audience, and that distracts or, her enough to forget her fucking line. Or doesn't see someone in the audience, and that distracts her. It's like, it's got to be like... She's <laughs> Christian Bale. Fucking every performance, she just glances at like the exit sign and forgets <laughs> what she's doing for like 30 seconds. 
It's like she never I, got I, a good I review. Liked, on I like the ho- I like the host a lot. I thought it it was interesting because it blended different tones. I like I like the host. What I what I said about it was that the story doesn't quite make sense because they try to do like five different things with what's going on with the plot. Right. But I like the characters a lot. I like the situation. Did you see the host? Because it, it it did goofy things, but it also got really serious. And I was with it the whole time. Were you with this? No. Really? It it pissed me off. The, yeah. Well, the the I mean, part of the difference is that. Um, it's the the host, for example, or any movie. Like you can do, you can do serious. You can do like uh, Ghostbusters, my one of my f- very favorite movies. They do genuinely scary and genuinely funny. There you go. Ghostbusters is a perfect example. Um, but somehow. I don't know how bad you it's know what beha- it is. It's, it's the behavior. Tone. You know what it is. It's the beha- you it buy is the behavior. behavior. You, you know, and you know why you buy the behavior. I think is because and tone and stuff like that. It's because no matter whether it's a funny situation or a scary situation, Venkman is the same guy. Yes. In both situations. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, the characters are changing who they are based on whether it's serious business or funny based, business. Based on what the scene needs to be, but the scenes don't really need to be anything because yeah. they're poorly constructed in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that if if I had to put my finger on it on the spot like I just have, I think that would probably be I how I feel about it. I just want to punch Toby Maguire in the face. Yeah. See, this feels I like a set to face. me. This totally it looks feels like, like someone beat you to it. To his, be honest, uh, <laughs> it does. His, his face reminds I can I cannot stop thinking of Brent Spiner when I look at him. They look related. They look like the same guy. Don't they both look like a turtle? <laughs> is the problem? Don't don't you equate Toby <laughs> Maguire with my Brent Spiner? Anthony, what this, you this doesn't look like a set to you at all. Like no, this, this, this is definitely out. It's it's at least a back lot. It's not. A, it's like terms a, a Columbia like, TriStar Pictures. It's it's more of it's more of a when I when I detect a problem with a DP, and this is like the most obvious statement of all time. When I detect a problem with a DP, it has to do with lighting and how organic it feels. Now it can be it can be stylized and sort of if you think of lighting as having volume, you can increase the volume of what would be realistic so that that little purple lamp over there is bright purple. Oh on no, your face. but right. I know it, what you're feeling. Sometimes scenes feel lit. Right. Sometimes they, well, they Spider Man feels lit. Yeah. This feels this feels natural. It comes volume up, up natural. When yeah. people talk about the motivation. What in regards to acting or lighting, that's what they're talking about. When you're on a set and you go, okay, well, what is this light in real life? What is motivating this light from it? That's what they're talking about. And better filmmakers will do a better job on the set going, okay, this light, this this Kino flow right here is actually this right. table lamp right. over here. If you if you want natural lighting, and right. I mean sometimes you sometimes you boost it up. I mean, um, well, you're always there's always going to be yeah, cheating. It's, it's, you're yeah, you're cheating. you're cheating it. It's like oh, what's that? What's that blue? rim light on the yeah. side of him fuck you that's what it is yeah. like it just right. looks good it's Otherwise, pretty fuck not, off. yeah but um yeah it's, a, it's definitely any movie is an enhanced reality and everybody well. and to be clear everybody does that but the less you do that the better yeah. filmmaker you are yeah. and the more realistic your product will come across a little while ago you Dark just Man. need to give it a little kick you don't need yeah. to really yeah you don't need to fabricate it wholesale yeah. when you fabricate yeah. it wholesale that's when people don't buy it yeah oh and okay wait. too much let's, of this movie let's address is. this for a second and i don't want to keep nitpicking but this really requires well, uh, okay why does that shit keep playing the spider-man thing <laughs> well uh, presumably Spider-Man. That's, Spider-Man. presumably that's just her thing and we just keep coming back to her and that's the problem no one would ever look at him like that i'm sorry <laughs> but okay. uh, anyway dorkman yeah. earlier you were talking about a blog post you had written yeah and how this relates to that what was the blog post about um, Do you recall it, what you're referring to? 
Yeah, yeah. I wrote a blog post about after we saw. Okay, you don't. Sorry to go back to the movie, but so he's the only need, one walking by, yeah. and the only one seeing this. Can I? Can I just say you don't need spider powers to fucking pull out your cell phone and call nine one one? And by and by the way, he I doesn't have a cell phone. He dial. He dials oh, that's on a true. He uses a payphone. That's for true. me. Would that you? moment right there is him crossing that line of like I'm not going to sympathize with you ever again. Right. You see something going wrong. He killed a cat, and, and you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. He killed the cat. He should have picked it off. He. He. Sh- he. I. I agree. He should have done like in Superman two after. He loses his powers. He's like, I can't, I can't help it. I got to do something. He runs in, yeah. and he gets his fucking ass kicked. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, and then and but then to when walk he's away like, is like crossing a distinct line yeah. where it's like, okay, I've checked out from rooting for you. Then they, it, That's but it. but after he gets his ass kicked, you can affi- and he goes, okay, no more. Then you can officially go. I totally get it, yeah. man. You All probably right. shouldn't anymore. Yeah, but but he didn't get his ass. Kicked, Look how so much of a set this looks like. Yeah. That just that's looks what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. this is very. No, silly. I agree. I agree with you. It's was, pretty though. It's the, a pretty shot. The only the Bill art Pope, director did a wonderful job. I like. I like. But I can Bound. see the art director. I like Bound and Matrix from Bill Pope. That's it. I haven't seen Bound. Bound is pretty. I like Bound and I like Matrix because he didn't have as much money to work with, so he well, had to yeah, be more creative with the, the lights. I think the sequels were were perfectly well shot. No, I think they, they were, were over color graded. Yeah. But anyway, blog post. I wrote a I wrote a blog post about because um, we had just watched GI Joe, which we'll eventually mm, get oh to, God. and I I tweeted about it about how terrible it is, and um, someone someone tweeted me back, and I I misinterpreted what they were were saying. They weren't actually saying this at all, but they were like. Uh, I thought they were being sarcastic. I thought they were being sarcastic because they were like, "Oh, you didn't. I, I didn't. Everyone, you know, enact Shakespeare plays with their GI Joes." I'm like, "Okay, fine." You know? <laughs> and what I misinterpreted, it, he was serious. Apparently, he really did that, and he was like, "Yeah, like doesn't Wait, he do actually that? did Shakespeare?" With uh, his apparently, GI he appa- he really did G- Shakespeare with his GI Joes. But yeah, okay. I did that. The way the way I took it was like, "Well, it's GI Joe. What do you expect? Fucking Shakespeare." And the post that I made was like, "Okay." I think oh, that's a right. really. I, I think that's a really weak argument to make because I've heard it. Even though he wasn't actually making that argument. But that's right. an argument that we're levying against this movie right now. Is well, it's yeah. it's people saying what so do you respond want? to that? The, the argument is, in a nutshell, is what do you expect? It's a comic book movie, yeah. or what do you expect? It's GI Joe. Yeah. Don't go into GI Joe or Spider Man expecting Shakespeare. Right. And your point was my point. Well, the point that I made was, look, you could you could levy that about j- just about any movie. You know, what yeah. do you expect? It's this, that, or the other. And I'm like, you can. I said you can levy that ab- against Star Wars. It's yeah. like, what did you expect? And it's like, well, I didn't expect Shakespeare, but I kind of got Shakespeare, and that was awesome. Yeah. So maybe if you did that. A little more often, and and the the main thing that I was getting at more than the audience was that too many filmmakers approach something and they're right. like, "What are they going to expect? Shakespeare? Fuck! Yeah. It's GI Joe, right. and let's make it stupid." Or Spider Man. You know? and, and, and the point that I added was the when people say Shakespeare as you know Hamlet's and right. the, the conception that people have in that sense. They are completely forgetting that Shakespeare... He made dick jokes, too. Yeah. Made dick and <laughs> fart and pubic hair jokes yeah. like everybody else. The, the the genius of Shakespeare was that he did both those and told great stories yeah. and had really powerfully emotionally affecting yeah. characters. Yeah, so there was the whole... you know, the, He the, had the whole bag, and that's why Shakespeare was yeah, the genius that's where, that he was. That's where the term groundlings comes from. Right. There was, there was, he had to strike the balance between playing for the fucking queen up in the balcony... And the and, morons and, with no teeth. And playing for the morons with no teeth who had the rotten fruit ready to throw at your actors he right. had to entertain both of them yeah, yeah and the fact that he could is what makes him great okay right. now okay that being said <laughs> when you walk into a movie like spider-man 2 what do you expect okay again i didn't hate spider-man 2 and i still don't i think it's not as good as i thought it was before but you know you I, the thing about any movie you know i don't i don't have as big a problem with this as i do with say the prequels um 
because I think this is a relatively competent movie. It's got its problems, and this we're is, doing a commentary. This landed so we'll pretty close it. on the dartboard. Yeah, as this opposed la- to the prequels, which hit the wall. Yeah, yeah exactly. I disagree with that. I think this is a complete I, abortion of cinema. Oh, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I, I, I think it's not as <laughs> effective it as it was, but as I did, but I don't agree with that. By the oh. way, we just skipped over the scene where he was telling Aunt May, you know, it's my fault that Uncle Ben is dead, and rewatching it, I'm like, you know, if. Because he's like, you know, I said I was going to the library, but I went to a wrestling thing, and then I, tr- I tried to get my money, and I was pissed at the guy, so when he got robbed, and blah, 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 and he w- goes through the entire fucking premise of the first movie um, explicitly. But <laughs> That the, is pretty much the plot of the movie, yes. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, you said you were going to, he dropped you off, he thought you were going to the library, you know, and he was going to pick you up, and blah, blah, blah. If you really had gone to the library... The same shit would have happened. It would have happened exactly the same way. Either way, you don't stop the guy in the corridor. Right, Whether right. you did it on purpose or you just weren't there at all, yeah. but either way, Uncle Ben's going to get but shot. humans so, apply so. guilt that way a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel bad about something that you really couldn't have changed. I guess but, that's but true. But if the point, yeah, if the point of his speech was, I had the opportunity to do something and I didn't, and that's why Uncle Ben is dance. But that's well, Doc Oxwell thing, too. Yeah. Because he's like, I would have stopped. But, it's but like, that's the dramatic idea. Oh, Dr. and this Octopus shot. is Nero. This shot, which is completely cribbed from Evil Dead. Yeah. Straight up. By the way, don't do this. It's a if, good shot. If you're, ever, if you're ever on like a balcony and like there's a rumbling footstep thing, fucking don't look over the edge. Don't. You don't want to see. There's nothing there <laughs> that you could, be, you could be pleased with seeing. Right. All right. Now, Brian. Yeah. Abortion of cinema. Yeah. Dorkman, <laughs> disagree. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Explain your position because I want to understand this. I don't think it's that bad. Harry's got a lot of money, right? Yes. So why wouldn't he be able to find Spider-Man? He's got all the papers all over his desk, and he pounds. He goes, "Where are you?" You would yeah. think there would be like he'd yeah. be paying you, some bitches. Yeah, you, you'd think he'd be sending out as many fucking goons as possible. Well, Harry to has a pretty him. bad case of moron syndrome. Right. Well, here's and and here's the thing. That's a that's a great question. I would have loved it if the movie had addressed that. If right. it had been the kind of thing where it's like you know he's. He's angry and he's he's he hates Spider-Man and he's confused but at the same time he's not he's still not a bad person. You know, he can't bring himself to fucking involve the mafia. He can't bring himself to to try and find a hitman or an assassin or whatever. It's he's like, hiring Dr. Octopus. Now he is. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it would have been good if the movie had done that. Right. It, but it didn't. Right. But, but it's just, a really good question that you asked. Did I just miss... Okay, have it ready. So he did just say, I'll get you all the tritium or whatever it was. They yeah, could have done that if they cut out the first half hour. Yeah, exactly. They would have had time for that. All right, now, Brian, I think you're just mad at the movie, man. <laughs> I Like I said, I don't... I, I'm not sure how to make the case because it's so self-evident. Yeah. How d- the sun rises in the east, <laughs> sets in the west. Spider-Man Two is awful. How does how does how is crime rate how is crime rate measured? Is that measured by like successful crimes or attempted crimes? Because I almost feel like they were attempting the same amount of crime when Spider-Man was around. He just stopped it. But I could be wrong. I don't. I, think, I, that's, I, I could, don't think that's true. They could, I could be that they the the I, pres- that's a the, party line thing. I could be <laughs> the criminals could just be emboldened now that Spider-Man's not I around. I think okay. this guy. Okay, this guy's performance is not so good, but good for him. He got a day's we work. We think there's a kid stuck on the second floor. No, I love the way he puts his hands out. <laughs> Where were you going? <laughs> like he's like he's he. That's the same hand gesture. Like, please, sir, can I have well, some this more? This is what you're, this right. is what you're talking catch. about, I'll though. Die. This huh. is what you're talking about, where he goes anyway, despite ha- not having his power. He does, but he doesn't. He doesn't lose there's he some, wins um, so it's some, almost like you don't need 
flowers to, uh, even to be here. Wow, this looks really talk bad. Talk a little bit about the visual effects here, guys. Uh, I'm sure this, this is, is not a fair scene to talk about the visual I was, effects. No, 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 no. Uh, on movies like this, what ends up happening with visual effects is that they will hire out different companies to focus on different aspects of it. Because if it's gonna if it's gonna be easier to do green screen of Naomi Watts than it is gonna be doing King Kong, they'll find some just fucking company that can do the green screen while they have waited doing King Kong. That's, That's more how common it now. It it didn't used to be that way, and I'm not sure it was that way back here. In any case, this sequence stands out. Yeah. So it's either something like that, or they had very little time, or whatever. In any case. Here's some of the problems that are going on. A, watch his eyeglasses. A lot of the times they'll be adding fire into his glasses because I think they think it makes it look more, there you go, right there, a little bit more comic booky. And there you go, light wrap, way too much light wrap. Like, there's a, there's a, light wrap is such an interesting concept because people always get it wrong. What the idea is that if you're standing in front of something that's bright, the light should kind of a little bit wrap around the, the foreground. And that's something that seems inherent. And if you put together two pieces of, of, of like an asset, like a guy, and then a big I love explosion, that. <laughs> get the fuck out there! If you I'm put, gonna throw her out the window. Someone catch her! <laughs> if you put a guy in front of an explosion, and you can see him, and you can see the explosion, it looks wrong. So your first inclination is to add light wrap. So like, oh, but it's so bright that it's wrapping around him. What would happen if you photographed that scene is he would be black. That's what would happen. There wouldn't be an excess of light wrap. But yeah, to explain but... away seeing the foreground and having it be exposed so that there's nothing but white behind him, they add this huge fucking flare around him. And it's I... it's the best you can do with what you have if you want to see the foreground, but it always bugs that's me. A, that's, yeah, that's film cheating. I mean, it's the same when you're... Sometimes it works. If you're, if, you're, if you're in a car, one of those driving comps, you cannot expose... In real life, for right. it's a, like the seeing, people it's, in the car it's in the like background, seeing, yeah. it's like seeing the moon and the stars at the same time. Yeah. Not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I I think that speaks to the basic, the central problem is this. Oh, what the hell? No, no, no. <laughs> that, the fact, yeah, you, what you said, fuck Spider Man. That's what I they, exactly. <laughs> you're you're saying that I the think li- light wrap is exactly what's wrong with Spider Man too. You're saying that the light wrap is too much. That it's that is too over the top to be believable. With essentially, you? right? And I think that's what this movie is. It's it's over the top to it's the point. It's too much light wrap. He's he's like it's, grasping for any <laughs> metaphor. It's awesome. It's over the top. Here it is. Here it comes. The it's sun the, rises in the wet now. It's over the top to the point of being unbelievable. Okay. If, in if, the chat room, they're so, like, "Who gives a fuck about light wrap? He's saving a baby. Love the character." I'm like, oh, "Who's in the movie?" I didn't. I didn't have a problem but with the light the, wrap, that scene that much, to be it, honest. It, it, visual it, it, I, I buy Peter Parker going in to save a baby. That's good. He's saving a cat. He just killed. He just killed a cat. Yeah. Now he's coming back. He's gonna be Peter Parker versus Peter. This Spider-Man is uh, again. This is the scene where I'm like, okay, the good screenwriter wrote this scene. Yeah. Because I, they don't talk about. They don't talk that. about anything. Screenwriter number. Huh. Well, like, Indy 4 was five or eight screenwriters, and David kept pasting them together, and it re- you really feel it in Indy 4. Right. I didn't notice it in this. I thought it was just consistently bad. No, I think this is a great scene. I think this is a great scene. And this is, this is totally subtext. Yeah. Would you no- like a piece of chocolate cake? Okay. Yeah. And, and some and milk? Yeah. Yeah. At no point does he talk about his problems. He doesn't talk about what he's feeling. He eats... By the way, it would be great if he was like, that was yellow cake with chocolate frosting. It was totally not chocolate cake. But... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, this is just someone treating him nicely, which hasn't happened in this whole thing. And at no point do they talk about their feelings or anything that's going on with them. She doesn't talk about her family and how, oh, yeah, the, you know, it's been tough for me, too, and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. there's no monologue in this they scene. They found the most starved Russian girl they could fucking find. They're just, they're just you know, she she looks at him and she sees that everyone is fucking mean to him. Yeah. And she likes him. You but know, there's she's, a pacing she, issue hmm? there. I mean, it slows the movie down to have this scene. 
I don't think it slows the movie down. I, I think, think it's I think, fine. I think that's exactly the more of those kinds of scenes that this movie needed. I agree you know, completely. To really, to really make us connect with these characters. To, to, because the problem is the the pacing issues are when you've got an action scene that they stop to have a little gag and yeah. then ramp back up again. Yeah. But if you've got if you're interspersing action with character moments, that's the kind of thing that actually works. You mean like when he jumped off the balcony, the roof of the building for the first time with his web in the first movie, and he realized his power. Maybe I don't remember the first movie that well. <laughs> it's when he's what going you, after the um, bad guy in the the first movie. Never mind. Hey, Anthony Alba. Hello. You attractive man over there. Talk about what you want to see in the next Spider-Man, the reboot that they're doing right now. It's got to come out in like a year and a half. I want to see him get his revenge on Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> how, about no Mary, how about no Mary Jane? No, no but here's what's going to happen. Well, you've got that. We're going to get Gwen Stacy instead. That's right. That's right. Is that a We're character? Get, or a, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. A, actually in the original Spider-Man timeline, Gwen Stacy came first. What happened in the first Spider-Man movie where the Green Goblin gives him a choice of saving the kids or saving Mary Jane, that was actually Gwen Stacy in the comics. And in the comics, he chooses the kids and lets Gwen Stacy die. Mm. And so he spends, you know, it would technically be the rest of his life, but eventually the fucking comic book readers, the majority of them have, haven't heard of Gwen Stacy, so they stop bringing it up. Right, right, but, yeah. <laughs> but technically for the rest of his right. life, he feels guilty about no it. No interruptions. I'm going to go around the room here. But what do you, what but, do you want to see in the new Spider-Man movie? Which but, applies to this movie because it's not what we got. What do you want to see in a Spider-Man? Um, better story, better action sequences, better acting. In terms of story, do you want to, do you want to spend more time with Spider-Man and understand his motivation specifically? Or do you want to see more characters? What do you mean? That the first one. Did you just want you want to understand what the fuck he's doing better? Yes, yes. As opposed to shoehorning at a bunch of random shit. Now, does that? Well, where, where, having... the, where do the comic books go? How old? Did, how old does Spider Man get? Does it stay at this age? It, no, he gets he gets into his. I a, a, a proper comic book reader would would be better equipped to answer this, but I know that he gets past college. He gets why don't we start adulthood. there instead? As an adult, because we've already done this fucking right. child's play. Unfortunately, stuff. unfortunately, yeah, I'm pretty done sure. It well, so I'm okay with going. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it right. it's completely a revamp going back to Which is the fine. origin story. I'm sure Andrew Garfield will be great, though. I mean, I. Really yeah. I really like that guy. I, I think he's great. I, I hadn't I like him more than Toby Maguire. When he was when he was announced, I was like, fucking who because one of the other options was um Jamie Bell, who I think is great. He was in uh, uh um, he, he was in Billy he was Billy Elliot and he was in King Kong as one of the fucking throwaway characters oh, that was Sailor pointless. Kid. But yeah, the Sailor Kid, who was I, I thought he was great in it. He was pointless, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was great. Um so he was up for it and then Andrew Garfield and I looked him up and I'm like fucking that guy and but then I've seen him in no, a no, bunch he's of been movies. Great. He was a great Never Let Me Go. He was awesome yeah, in the social I, I've network. seen him in a bunch of movies now and I'm like, I'm totally okay with this yeah. now. Right, right. I'm totally now, cool. Wait, he's playing Spider Man? Yeah. Yeah, he is. There's the, pictures the, of it. The out best now. friend from the social network is Oh, the best friend from the, the okay. guy that yeah. got fucked over and it was very misty the whole movie. Right. Anyway, I'll go next. What I want to see out of a Spider-Man movie, in terms of, of, of replacing this franchise with something that will be remembered perhaps differently, if not more favorably, I, this is such a tr this is such a fucking tried and true statement. I do want to see it. I hate this word grittier. I want to see a very real kid who is given the opportunity to have these very specific and very until you've. If you didn't know what Spider-Man was, you would not know what to do with yourself if you were given the ability to shoot web. You wouldn't know what to do with that. I want to see someone... I'm not, I'm not sure he's going to have it. There's implications that there's the organic web shooters that he... Or not organic. The, 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 the built. The, the ones he built. Yeah. That's the second thing. I This might just be because I didn't grow up watching or reading comic books. And if Eddie was here, he would have interesting things to say. 
uh, about comics and the whole thing and what he would expect out of Spider-Man. But I really can't get on board with Magic Bean comic heroes. I can get on board with a Magic Bean like, I... I'm Tony Stark. I invented the arc reactor. Everything else is powered by the arc reactor, and that's how this works. But 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 I don't like. He got bit by a spider, and this happened. But now, that's I know Spider-Man. that's fucking. That goes right that's, in the face of what Spider-Man is. That's how it is. Whether or not he has the organic web shooters, that's what Spider-Man is. At, so at, it actually makes right, right. more sense to me. Uh, that so he as as I just ones. hate watching his face on yeah. the screen. So basically, and, and the, the, the the parallel that I would draw here is that out of a Spider-Man movie, and this didn't happen with any of these. Out of a Spider-Man movie, what I would want as someone who's not necessarily a fan of the series. I want something along the lines of Star Trek, where I don't necessarily care if it's right. I just want it to be very fun to watch, very exciting and and, and watchable, and easy to easy to listen to. And that's the everything up until easy to listen to applies. Those are to really good movie. stunts, by the way. Everything up to easy to listen to <laughs> applies to this movie, but this movie falls apart at listenable because I just. It's such a fucking petty thing to get hung up on, and it just destroyed my experience with the movie, is I'm feeling so conflicted. I know how you feel, but here's this, and here's that, and I can't believe this. I'm ruined now, and fucking Doc Ock talking to himself, and that shit. It, here's it, another it, example it, of the movie building momentum and then completely grinding yeah. to a halt for right, a joke. Right. Anyway. Can I, can, I, uh, can I say something back, back str- on movie-related real quick? Oh. The previous scene with, uh, um, you know, uh, which, which Aunt May was, was basically um, saying, you know, People need Spider-Man to look up to and blah, 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 blah. Um, this is, let me be clear, this is not an, a, a problem I have with Spider-Man 2 specifically. I'm not I'm not bashing Spider-Man 2. It's just giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Um, There's a lot of subplots in this movie. The, yeah, God. Jesus. Uh, the, no, literally, no. literally, the next time we see Harry, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, he's in this movie. But yeah. That happens with Doc Ock. He disappears for 40 minutes. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, this is another one of those scenes where I'm like, the good screenwriter did this one because yeah. they don't. She wants to kiss him that way. Yeah, she wants to kiss him that way to see if she feels the same thing, and he feels it, but she doesn't. That's actually. And they don't, it's funny. She's no applying the it. scientific method to this. Yeah. Do I just like it when I'm kissed upside down? Yeah. <laughs> Does it matter who it is? Yeah, but no one. No one says what's going what on. Your, you, you have something that's not about Spider-Man Two, but general. Right. Well, she was saying, you know, Spider-Man gave Henry someone to look up to, and blah blah blah, and and a lot of hero movies, superhero movies, talk about that, and that's, that's a the trope. idea of super. Yeah. My whole thing is I'm like, really, you can't find a a person to look up to? You can't find, like, a teacher or, like, this guy's an astronaut. He went into <laughs> space and you can't – or a firefighter or whatever. It's, or a po- policeman or anything. Maybe you a can't teacher find, or yeah, a scientist. Exactly. You can't find anyone to look up to. Or a social worker. You have to look up to someone – who got bit? Who mutated? You, what are you gonna do? How do you look up to someone like that? I'm gonna study real hard, and maybe I'll go to a school with fucking mutant animals that will give me powers. It's like, what kind of what kind of uh, uh, person to look up to is that? What kind of role model is that? Yeah. Remember when this scene was released as a trailer? Yes, that was interesting. It was an interesting trailer. It was. It was definitely again. The, start the movie here. Fuck it again. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know, it'd be interesting. Has, has uh, jump been, in uh, late, leave early. Yeah. Has there been? I a thought it looks fake. Let's, yeah. let's, in the trailer. Well, this is a looks, question for you guys and for the chat room. And you we'll didn't get ask to them me, by the while. way. I'll get to you in a second. Uh, right. This is another scene where I don't know what's going on. By the way, wait, 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 why wait. does he? Why does he tell her no? He tells her no. I, well, I, I want to get this out of the way because you want to. He's ask starting. He's starting to recognize that he can't do both at once. But he. His, but he, his real life is failing. I, and his Spider-Man life is failing. I understand. He has to pick one. I absolutely agree, and I understand that that's the point. But he still has not got his powers back. As far as he knows, he can't be Spider-Man again. So he's. Oh, you're right. So he's throwing away his real life. Yeah. Now. Interesting. Maybe he wants to go through his but Trent maybe, Reznor period. <laughs> well, maybe he has to. Th- Maybe he maybe thinks he, he thinks has to, he has throw, to throw away the real life before he can get a okay life okay back. I can accept that. Has sure. there been a, a comic book movie that dealt with its villain 
such as it is, as um, something that just exists, not something that requires an origin story. Dark Knight. The Joker. You're right. Yep. The Joker is just fucking bad, and he's crazy, and we're exposed to him, but we never see how he got his start. Yep. But he does talk about his dad a little bit. Oh, he talks about... No, he he gives, like, three different conflicting origins. Right. And the whole whole point... What about in... The whole point of the Batman movie. The whole point of the the Joker character, even in the comic books, is that he has no backstory. He just showed up and... He's not not, not all the versions. Not all the versions of okay. the Joker. By and large, that's that's there's the Red the Hood and all that. I was just gonna say, it seems like a really original and interesting idea to have a movie like Spider-Man Two, where Doctor Octopus is just a thing. Sure, well, that just is a little up. Batman the animated series in terms of its presentation. A lot it. of his, a lot of the villains, and yeah, the animated series are not well, are not really explained. They just show up. And yeah, I, I agree with that. Anthony yeah. has thoughtful face. Well, I, at first I thought they didn't explain Two Face. Uh, or they didn't show the origin of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, they did, but they did briefly in like a anyway, little flashback. All right. yeah. yeah, Brian, what do you want out of a Spider-Man movie? He who hates this movie with every fiber of his being. Okay, but I'm gonna let you. I just don't want to interrupt. What's about to happen? I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna I'm let a, you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But this is the worst scene I'm a, of all time. I'm gonna let you start. <laughs> <laughs> but what exactly? Do, again, we saw this. He throws. Doc Ock <laughs> throws a car <laughs> through the window. I don't want to kiss Kirsten. What did he? He's there to question Peter Parker. And he doesn't know Peter's Spider-Man. Why would you throw a car at his head? Because he would not anticipate that Peter <laughs> would be able to leap out of the way. I know, but he's not trying to kill Peter. You can't right. talk. You he can't question Peter. a dead guy. He needs he Peter. He needs Peter, but he tries to murder him with a Saturn. See what I mean <laughs> what about is this that? movie sounding like an eight-year-old wrote it? And then right. he throws him into a wall, which would kill anyone else in this movie, but Peter's fine. And we have the T-Rex stomping. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway everyone, sorry, sorry. Everybody refill your drinks. I'll stop now. Brian? Spider-Man 4, what do you want? The the central dramatic situation of the Gwen Stacy on one cable and the car full of kids on the other dropping and you can only save one. Philosophy that, 101. That essential dramatic idea, that essential situation of Peter Parker, he has his regular life of I got to turn in my homework before 3 o'clock and I have to fight crime. And how do I juggle those two? Which, as we've talked about, this movie tries to do, but it, it doesn't do it well. I want that dramatic situation acted out with some reality of human behavior. But that happened in The Dark Knight, where he put Harvey Dent over here and whoever the fuck over there and, and said, pick one. And it was done well in The Dark Knight. I would like to see Spider-Man get the Dark Knight treatment. Interesting. So you do just want to see it more gritty? I want to, yeah. I want to see it what more is it about why, do, why do we need another origin story, though? Why don't we just skip that? We know where Spider-Man comes I, from. See, I don't care I about agree. the origin story. I just, we, we, I, just we wa- don't. I just want an interesting, dramatic situation presented in a realistic way. We don't, but we're going to because it's a reboot. You know, they they want to make it clear this is a different. Was it Hulk? Was Spider Man Begins? Wasn't Hulk a reboot? And they didn't explain. Incredible Hulk. It was it was half reboot, half sequel, because they did basically treat it like reboot one had happened. <laughs> it was a reboot school. The reboot schooling. Right, no, no, this is great. He runs out of here, and there's totally a guy in there who just saw that. Like, well, that was crazy. We're getting a hardcore chat room reaction to this. And oh, I'm his gonna, powers I are back. Because this. this is a really cool question, and I'm, I don't know how you guys feel about it. There, it's a two-parter, but it's, you know. Go, go. Why does everything have to be gritty? Says Shiny Swoots. I don't think Zarban they do. Band says, um, what, what did he say? The Spider Knight Returns would suck. No, it would. In it, terms of mixing I don't think, Spider-Man and Grittiness, no, the thing is, no, the would. thing is, I don't think Spider. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's What's the need, it doesn't grittiness. Spider-Man. No, uh, okay, it doesn't need it, to be it's gritty. A, it's First a, of all, it's let a me, stricter suspension of disbelief than I think you need for film. I think, I think, I think gritty is the easy word to go to, but it's the wrong word to go to. Like you can put Spider-Man in a for okay. 
you can you can have a Spider-Man. First of all, this Spider-Man, uh, uh, something that I heard a lot of people complain about who are fans of Spider-Man, um, about this general interpretation of Spider-Man is he's not funny. You know, Spider-Man, yes. again, Spider-Man yes. is like Venkman. You put him yes. in any situation, he cannot resist saying, like, saying a, something a funny to thing. diffuse his own. He's a smart What a lovely ass. singing voice you must yeah. have. Yeah, he can't, he can't. He can't stop himself from being a smartass, even when he probably should. Because he's a smartass. Yeah, because he's a smartass. It's just how he is, um, wh- which he's not in this, yes. for the most part. There's a couple of little moments where he's, like, quippy, and people love those moments because they're like, there's Spider-Man, right. finally. Instead of gritty, do you mean mature? Maybe, because w- what I'm saying is you can have Spider-Man. Realistic. You can have a realistic world. You can have Spider-Man in a situation where he could fail. He, you know, Spider-Man one, he saves the kids and he saves Mary Jane. He, you know, there's, there's, at never any point is there a feeling that Spider-Man could fail and someone will yes. die. Yes. You know, there's no tension. So you can have the, you can have it where it's where the the stakes are very real and serious, and it's like if he fucks up, someone can die. And that's that is. At core, the problem, and it's very well illustrated with the climax of the first movie, in right. the sense that you replay that Gwen Stacy situation, but in this in this version of events, he does manage to do both. Yeah, he can do and both. So there, so there is no potential of actually losing and having a an actual tragedy. Right, on your and hands. you can, and you can, you know, you can have it where even he doesn't realize that he can fail like that yeah. until he does, and that can really fuck him up. Yeah, and and you know, so you have some serious. You can you can have a fun, interesting, entertaining character and still have very real, very dangerous stakes that he's playing with, which you should in a superhero movie. I'm not saying that it has to be really serious and emo and gritty and all of that. Um, I'm just saying that that everything everything Spider Spider Man does has to mean something, whether he realizes it or not. But if he doesn't realize it, that should be part of the story that's, that he's forced to realize. That's it. the distinction. When we when we say cartoony. It's the it's the matter of do you honestly believe that it, this story will potentially end with the hero losing, and on cartoons that's not the situation because that's what cartoons are for, They're, right? And for children, okay. Uh, adult drama, you for adult drama to be compelling, that has to be a distinct possibility. Can we do a word problem real quick? If <laughs> Doctor Octopus is on a moving train and he throws Spider Man ahead of him at fifty miles per hour through a bridge, how will he end up in front of Spider Man when Spider Man passes through the bridge? Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, no, I thought that too. I didn't notice early when I was watching this again. again but it's cartoony. I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying no, that because it I, amused no, but me. But it's funny that you noticed but, that because I did too. I thought he, I didn't see the how he got off the train. I thought he just jumped over it and went through the bridge that way. But if he jumped or was thrown, more, more even more so if he was thrown, I didn't notice. But if he jumped, he's traveling at train speed, losing a little bit of speed due to air friction, air resistance. So he wouldn't fly at Doctor Octopus and hit him that way. Now what we just did. That's called nitpicking, yeah. and that's not what yeah, Downer Crunch is about. That's not, that's not fair. I, I totally understand. Just I just thought it was funny. But it, was it funny is indicative there. of the overall larger problem. <laughs> no, it's like, no, I don't no, think it is. No, it is. It is. No, hang on. It is. It's like, oh my God. If, if overall... The, the here again. Well, this is indicative of the larger problem. He's like, "Here, you're gonna come after me or save them." He's like, "Both. They're done." By the way, done. that yeah. bull's neck would have been like, broken. It's like when yeah. it's... Yeah, just like uh, uh, Margot Kidder in Superman. Yeah. It's like if he had actually done that, her neck would have snapped in two. In my but bu- it's, it's like when the overall oh. thing works, you can give those nitpicks and you go, okay, that's a nitpick, but I'm willing to move past it. But when the overall product doesn't work, each little but nitpick... But it didn't work for you and it works for a lot of people. 
Well, a lot of people are wrong. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> okay. Okay. Again, this is this is a way bigger problem, and this isn't a nitpick. He's doing this, and he's about to be like adios or whatever he says. I think it's I think it's adios. But he uh, mm-hmm. so he, long, senor. Yeah, he jumps off. Oh, okay, something even sillier. But why? You're supposed to be taking him hostage. Come back and take him. Come hostage. back and take him hostage. Leave the train alone. Wait, you're not trying to fuck what him. What does Doctor Octopus want right now? Right now, he's supposed to be taking spider-man hostage to take him to harry to get his tritium right okay so how does this what he's just longest done longest straight away in urban train yeah. history by the way yeah so so how is what he's just done accomplish his how can goal? he how can he see that does the spider sense give him like no that was just Sam, for us that that's was Sam, that us. was sam raimi poking his dick at it right yeah now here's something i don't understand by the way we're about to see people get about to get on the train at this station that he's coming from when it's the last station I his, guess I guess that goes back the other way. But. His costume is really strong, huh? Anyway, except yeah. for his something mask. that I don't it understand. It must be made here. of his spider web. Does <laughs> Spider-Man have the ability in a situation like this, where he's at the front of a train and it's going, and he has to stop it? Does he have the ability to? Phil Lamar, there he is. He's on the train. Right there, he is. It's Phil Lamar. He never says shit. He just stands there, being Phil Lamar, distracting me. Being like what? Anyway, if you don't know who Phil Lamar is, he's the shit. Take Are you my sure it was Phil Lamar? Yes, positive. Um, it looked like Jordy. Yeah. No, no, it's not oh. LeVar Burton. Anyway, anyway, can't can't he push pull wrap there. this around the handles on the train? Can he like secure this to the train itself as opposed to holding onto the spider webs? That, I don't oh, that know. Let us fill them. Could he reach okay. through the handle thingies right there? Wrap them around. Shoot, wrap around. Shoot, just tying it to the train, that's not trying to hold it. That's certainly possible, but I, I don't know. To rip his arms. This off, doesn't bother me. No, no, no. He's it's you know he's he got mutated and his muscles are way stronger and so are his bones and blah 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 Uh this doesn't bother me because i'm like okay i accept that spider-man has powers this isn't greatly outside the range it's not like superman 2 where he's just pulling powers out of his ass any minute Um, so you buy that 10 minutes ago he fell from the roof of a building and and hurt hurt his back and now he's able to stop a train that's moving at 120 miles an hour yeah because he means it now you see that doesn't make any sense i I don't know this works for me i this this is that's that's a a case of we don't know how the magic bean works yeah we don't don't need to know why but we do need to know how and we don't know how the magic bean this doesn't doesn't magic bean is planted you can't dig up the magic bean yeah Uh, this doesn't this doesn't bother me and and the scene the scene that's the scene that's coming up yeah that's a ridiculous face um the scene that's coming up with that you know everyone on the train being like we won't tell anyone that's the best scene in this movie that's awesome to me the the everyone you know and again that's totally not new york but uh you know it, it goes back to this after 9 11 brian it goes back to well it goes back to spider-man new york when they you know people were throwing cans at the green goblin being like you mess with him you mess with all of us which they put in post 9 11 um why is he asleep he because uh, <laughs> it's christ-like it totally is but i i, th- I like this scene this is this is probably the best scene in the movie because this is this is you know this is an idealized version of people but at least it's people you know it's not it's not exposition machines all of their clothes look so ironed yeah it's people treating you know it's people being inspired by him and and realizing oh my god you know yeah you know, this kid is doing this for, for us. We can at least fucking keep I, a secret or whatever. Yeah, if this were at the end of a different movie, I would love it. But this is just... <laughs> I think it's a great scene. I can't I can't fault this scene. I even like it when Doc Ock shows up and they're like, you're going to have to get through yeah. me. And he's like... kind of has this... Uh, weird, the expression on his face is like, oh, all right. 
No, he he literally says, "All right," but, or he says like you know something. Have it your way, then, or whatever yeah. he says. Um, and then but, he slides everyone out of the way. Yeah, which is great. Which is totally. Yeah, I love that. An inversion of the usual trope because you you always see after a scene like this, people like you know rally. I am Spartacus or whatever, and he's like, "Fuck right. you, he's Spartacus." Or it's so, like, like the end of In and Out where they're all gay. Yeah. <laughs> Not In and Out the. Hamburger place. One person would pull out their cell out phone. The movie. One yeah. person would pull out their cell phone and take a photo just to have it. Yeah. No yeah, did. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I Ryan, buy it in this world. You hate everything and Star Trek. I buy it in this world. Huh? You hate everything and Star Trek. I don't buy this the world. The, 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 well, that's the, a fun... Okay, that's... You, you need to be more distinctive because there are other things called Star Trek than right. the 2009 J.J. Abrams movie. Thank that's you a, very much. That's a, fair, that's a fair fundamental issue. If you don't buy this world, then none of this is going to work for you. Yeah. I'm, I, like I said, if I bought the rest of the movie, I would buy this scene, Right. I'm perfectly it. willing to accept the world, but the, the movie is... Yeah. I love this. This guy gives a great performance, too, because he's fucking scared. But he's like, I'm going to do this because I got to do it. And then... And I was like, okay. Where's Phil Lamar? We really yeah. need to hurry up and do The Dark Knight. Because I love this scene <laughs> in The Dark Knight where the, the big black guy who's in prison garb, he's like, I'll do it. And he takes right. it and throws it out. I love that whole thing. Did you believe okay, that well. moment? Yes, I did. I did too. But that was just because of the performance of the guy. That was it. I wouldn't, was I wouldn't believe the, it on the page. You believe the president from Fifth Element? No, no, yeah, yeah, right, him. I wouldn't have believed it on the page. I wouldn't have believed that a general prisoner would do that. But his performance in those like you know 18 syllables totally worked for me. Okay. But that's just me. You know, I don't know. Oh, right. James Franco's in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> that was really good acting. I believed you for a second. Well, because in the split second before I decided to say that, it was a genuine emotion. Yeah. <laughs> that was the genuine thought. Why does he have, well, as we're about to see, he's got this soccer ball. I would have given, I would have given Dr. Ock more arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25. 25. <laughs> At least two more would have been cool. All right. This is. Um, that's Dr. Squid. I've been referring to the chat room a lot in this commentary, and you can always join the chat room if you go to downerfront.net and find out when we're broadcasting. No, no, no. But he has six arms right now. He has what? four. Four arms. Well, four, two, eight. two four. human arms. Okay, if legs. we're counting the legs as legs and not arms. He has eight but limbs. He has eight appendages, yes. Eight appendages. Right. Two more right. would have anyway, been cool. Brian, they right. are the, uh, the chat room Yeah. that you, the listener, can be a part of, downerfront.net slash forum. Um, slash live. I'm going to give you a chance to appeal <laughs> to them, because right now their opinion is that you hate everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, they're not appeal. Appeal. They're not. You like Dark Knight? They're not far off the mark. Yeah. <laughs> you like Dark Knight? I do like. Well, Dark Knight has its problems. Actually, Dark Knight <laughs> has a lot of plot holes, but it covers it up with believable f- performances. You know, human human behavior. Why should Bruce Wayne go back up to the rooftop when uh, Joker's yeah. with all the people? I love this. I love this. Here, he could totally be like, "Oh, Doctor Octopus is lying to you. He, he tricked you." But no, he sits up and okay. goes, "I'm Spider-Man." Here's our, moment. here's our moment. It took us a movie and a half to get to the point where Harry knows that Peter is Spider-Man. How do you feel about it? I think that that was great acting, by the way. I think that it to- can't be. I think that Spider-Man is incredibly stupid. In the next moment, when he's like, "This is a really good." Uh, this is actually a, a an important question here because he's like he's got MJ. No, all he wanted was a tritium. No, he still has MJ. And actually, you're right. All he wanted was a tritium. So why does he still have MJ? Yeah. But yeah. And then, but then there's this bit where he's like, "You killed my father," and it's like, "Prepare to die." It would have been so simple for for him to Prepare. go. All right, I'll come back and explain later. But he was the Green Goblin and he was going to kill everyone. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we can we can discuss it. Yeah. But I just need to put that out there. I'll be back. You know. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't. He's just he brushes it off. He's like, "Come on, help! I got to stop him." It's like, 
put that put that on the table. Yeah, I, look, him... I understand that's that's uh, that's an issue for you. I yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. I had daddy issues myself. Yeah, that's I'm totally on board. But there's kind of something else to deal with right now. Yeah, the woman we both love, gonna die soon. Yeah, although she it should de- be wearing a bra though. Yeah, seriously, they're really yes. <laughs> My roommate was saying that when I was rewatching this, she's like, "They're saggy and they're a cups. Wear a bra." <laughs> Uh, a cups? No, no, no. Those are bigger than A cups. In this are... scene, they are. In the cafe, they're not. Small C's, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would agree with you. I know I my tits. I just hate this science <laughs> so much. Tits. All right, Brian, talk about uh, science because everyone already hates you. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I love it. Make your own podcast. <laughs> those of you that haven't already, John Pavlich. Uh, <laughs> shit. Look at anyway, those chains. Look at those chains around her body. They look like movie chains. They do. Everything in this movie looks like it's in a movie. It doesn't look like it's real. It doesn't look like it's a slice of a whoa, real whoa, world. Whoa. That's our complaint about Spider-Man, not Spider-Man Two. Look, he's, cre- he's recreating it's a, it's the, the sun. Same, it's the same same complaint. What, what what is the point of creating the sun again inside? Power. It's, it's an sustainable perpetual power. Yeah, he he wants to. Yeah, he's it's they're trying and, to and do a thing. What? They're trying to do a thing where he's like he's being bad for the right reasons. You know, I right? buy it. Does this happen and in the Spider-Man no... universe? The sun thing? No, not that I'm aware. I mean, it's so fucking impossible on nerds? so many levels. Comic nerds in the chat. Computer, <laughs> do we have do we have a <laughs> portable sun? Hello, computer. By the way, to address the thing you said earlier about bl- uh, black holes not working that way, uh huh. It would if that thing imploded, it would still have consumed the Earth. I think no, that thing that when a, a black hole has has essentially the same mass as the the star it was initially previously, or, yeah. it previously was, so it would have exactly the same you know effect it's just on much the Earth. Smaller. That this one's and, much smaller. And the dense. amount yeah. that he, the amount that he eats is is correlated with the amount of mass it has. Yeah. So the less less mass it has, the less hungry it is, so to speak. So it looked, something it looked that's pretty fucking hungry. Yeah, it's well, magnetic. Is oh, why. Oh. <laughs> oh. The sun is magnetic, right? No. 2012? <laughs> the sun is magnetic insofar as it's it's so big and so dense. But it's all it's it bends, really it's, it's really so, dense. That, it's yeah. extremely dense. It is magnetic insofar as it is a singularity at which point all physical laws kind of melt together anyway. That's that's I, That's I, how it's magnetic, sort of. Alfred Molina is really doing a thankless job of of having to play electrocuted here. Like that's just hard to do to be like. Do I don't think so. I think it's work. pretty easy. Do it. Well, no yeah. one's here to watch it. <laughs> we are. That's a pretty big fucking sun right there. Uh, excuse me. Do you know how big the sun is? I mean, for <laughs> being on Earth. Are you kidding me? Look how dense that is. That's like twenty. Uh, it doesn't 20 matter feet in it's, diameter. That's not that big. That's huge for being man, that kind of force. Doesn't huh? work that way. I was twenty feet in diameter, and I went on a diet. <laughs> he would not be sitting there relaxed like that. Now explain this to me. No, that's someone true. who's not Brian, because Brian will just yell at it. <laughs> Why does putting it in water stop it? It doesn't. Ah! Yeah, it doesn't stop it. It just. Huh? Huh? It doesn't. It, doesn't. it just. It, it just doesn't. cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. Shut it's, up. That's why. Point. <laughs> That's why. That's <laughs> why. The, through the power no, of love. No, because yeah, because you you know why? Because this is a cartoon, and in a and in cartoons, the sun is made of fire, and water puts fire out. Yes. That's basically That's what it. this That's is. Exactly it. I love how he changes. That thing would not just be absorbing the metal stuff; it would be absorbing be absorbing people it, it around absor- it. Uh, no, because absor- ma- the idea is it's magnetic, but but you do make a good point in that it it should be. 
if it's doing number one if it's self-sustaining on its own without taking in any additional mass then presumably if it took in more mass it would have more energy and so it would expand every time it sucks something in Uh, and the gravity of it it would have gravity to it too wouldn't it Yes, eventually. That's and a it, tremendous. Pro- well, no, th- this well, should have at least some gravity to gra- it. Gravity is just a, a property of how much mass affects the area around it. So the more massive something is, the more gravity it has, and the more it affects the space-time continuum around it. That looks like it would affect the space con- space-time continuum around it, don't you think? At least a not, little bit. Not magnetically. Like it would start to warp, and it would. Yeah, the, gravitationally, the is, not magnetically. If it was warping yeah. the space-time continuum. It would warp everything within the space-time continuum, including us. So we would not see that the space-time continuum right. was warped. Mm-hmm. So it, like the whole, you know, if you slingshot, you know, if you go a, f- a substantial fraction of the speed of light, time actually slows down. But if you're in that spaceship going that substantial fraction, mm-hmm. time will still appear to be <clears throat> passing normally for you. Right. It won't be until you get back to Earth and everybody else is has, old, is old right. that you will go, oh, shit, something went down. Right. So... It's just, it's, it's fucked on so many levels, is what you're saying. It's so it's fucked on so many levels that there's no even like point. But to I like we got another we got another situation. First of all, if it's self-sustaining now, it's like wait, then it's then it's okay. Just tell everyone it's here and let's let's fucking plug our iPods into yeah. it. Yeah. Um. But number two, he's like he's like, all right, it has to be stopped. How can I stop it? It can't be stopped. What should I do? Put it in the river. Okay. No, I'll do it. It's like, did we have to go back and forth that many times? How about just Meh, it can't be stopped. I'll, okay. I'll, I gotta, I'll put but it in the river. I still like this so how does he, how Spider-Man does he... convinces the villain he's wrong. I like it. Sure, it. sure. That's fine. I like the fact that he doesn't defeat the villain. See, the he villain. Would, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't care how big it is. I don't think he could stand very close to it and survive. I, I'm more concerned about the heat than the gravity. All myself. of that, all of the above would <laughs> destroy him. I don't think he'd be able to move it. Oh, hi. Yeah, we'll have to talk about this. She if looks we like survive. she's 12 there. It's weird. Anyway. She's not act- with them tits. No, <laughs> she's actually in an episode of Star Trek when she's about twelve. As a matter. Oh of really? Fact. Wow, wow. You could have done so much more productive things than just scream no as the building tries to fall on her. Isn't he fast? But he uh, gets over catch there. Catch it, bring. I like it. By the way, he doesn't look like he's very fast. He's just like trot, trot, trot. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Hops over. Yeah. Stop making faces, Toby McGuire. Yeah. Please stop making faces. I like this again. This is a, that's a great moment. That is a great moment. No, a total subtext. He just he looks her in the eye and says, "Hi," <laughs> as he's doing something and that, completely. And, and this is insane. really heavy. Refers to him being Spider Man, and he can't deal with it around her. Well, subtext is sure, easy. but but that's not even. That's I, also a great moment of comedy. Yeah, like, that's, that's a great. That's a, that's a that is a moment of comedy that is organic to the situation. Yeah, instead of hi, I'm really glad that you know you finally understand why I didn't make it to your play. But could you please get move? Yeah. please fucking move. Yeah, he's just he's just. This is really heavy. He's like, you need to understand. I mean, yeah, sure, you can you can attach the symbolism to oh, it too, God. but it's oh god, what? You, you really do love me, even though you said you didn't. Yeah, it's like as bearing in mind, she is a professional actress. Yeah, she has just literally learned the concept of subtext. Yeah. in that moment, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That um, again could be funny if we yeah. if he made that a thing. He's like, you f- really just figured that out that that happens sometimes. I buy none of this. Not. Not a thing. I'm going to put out the miniature sun 
by dunking it. In that doesn't river. look like a green screen. It looks like he's really there. What is he? Okay, granted, what's this is he a problem attached with to? Spider-Man yeah. in general, but what is he attaching that to? Yeah, that's the problem Spider-Man suffers from in general with the cartoon. Agreed. 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 He's attaching to the sky, and that's Spider-Man still sustaining hook. under the water. Look at that. Yeah, somewhere at the bottom of the sea. Boy, the conspiracy theorists, man, they're gonna <laughs> have nothing but fun with this one they're like at the bottom of the sea there's self-sustaining energy it's like yeah geothermal no no you don't understand there's a sun down there you know how long it takes a spider to actually make a web by the way we did five five minutes why not i like how they're hanging out vertically yeah this isn't okay i well Yeah. Just all, this movie awesome. accepts. You were about to say the praises of the movie, yeah. and then the movie stopped you. Yeah, that, this, this, this scene is pretty. Oh no! Dunn's all they have to do right now. Proof. By the way, yeah, he's he's explaining to her right now. You know why we can't be together? Spider-Man will always have enemies. If I were her, I'd be like, yeah, because not being together has worked out so well for me so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good. <laughs> At least I could get some dicking in the meantime. <laughs> Apparently, I'm always going to be captured by the villain for at, no good reason. At least I can spoon when the day <laughs> yeah, is over. Exactly. You know? But no. But yeah, most of most of what just happened could have been communicated in a look yeah. by not these. If Spider Man happened in like bumfuck Kansas, <laughs> he would have nothing to swing around on, and he'd be useless. Yeah, it has to be in New York. Otherwise, there's no skyscrapers. Otherwise, there's no spinning around and flying. Where's um. I, w- I would imagine Fuck. that's probably oh, God, a comic it. story somewhere where he has to fight crime in Kansas for some reason, and he's completely Where's Infamous helpless. Two set? Where's the setting of Infamous Two? It's, it's I think it's also New York. New Orleans. No, it's Is New it? Orleans. Oh. What I if Spider-Man was born in New Orleans? What would that be like? He would have fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, you guys want to talk about Danny Elfman having um, a falling out with Raimi in the studio? We don't know anything about that other than that he had a falling out. Uh, I guess they I wanted him to follow it. the temp track. I talked about it in a previous uh, episode. It may have been Spider-Man or another one, but yeah, Raimi fell in love with the temp track, and one version is that Raimi fell in love with the temp track, and Danny Elfman was like, well, fucking license the temp track then. I'm out of here. Um, another version is that uh, Elfman's version, essentially, is that Sam Raimi was just a fucking asshole by this point, and he didn't want to deal with them anymore. So, you know, two sides to the story, and who knows except the ones who were there. But Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman did say he will probably never work with Sam Raimi again. That was actually a cool shot of him when he was posed up on that metal mm-hmm. thing. Oh, if if they do anything right in the Spider-Man movies, it's get the poses <laughs> for Spider-Man. See, I don't entirely agree with that. That was the only pose I've seen that looked good. No, him crawling around on the top of the subway car. There's also the one where he, he, okay. he webs out and <laughs> he does the weird foldy pose as he's pulling across the web. Oh, right. James Franco is in this movie. <laughs> he's still misty. He's Ben Affleck face. He's good at, he's good at being emotional. He's, oh, Dutch uh, Angle, something just got crazy. That's Playhouse West for you, man. No, that's that's Willem Dafoe showing up and being all crazy. Uh, do you know who Eric Betts is? You met Eric Betts recently. I, sh- I introduced you to him when I went to that audition. Okay. He 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 was on WMAC Masters. He had this idea for a Spider-Man like doing back handsprings on a rooftop. And then going down the edge, continuing back handsprings into an apartment or something like that while he's trying to chase a bag That's or cool. something. It's like, there are things like that you could have done with Spider-Man. His, his, his hands and feet are sticky. Exactly. And there's so much more opportunity there than with your other superheroes that they don't explore in this. And all he really does, he does some climbing, but he usually just swings around. Right. And That's, it's just like kind of cool mund- it's mundane Spider-Man action. Like, <laughs> the easiest Spider-Man action you can think of, basically. 
What's going on? What are they saying? In the chat room. Well, Mad Bad Coyote says, Look, Brian, Dorkman looks at both sides of an argument. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. This is a bad movie. You <laughs> oh, that's where he keeps the it's hidden not room. Real. No. Behind the mirror. With the exception of a couple of actors, James Franco probably being the most prominent, and Alfred Molina. The, it's not real emotion. It's not real behavior on the screen. And the problem even with them is, and it's beyond their capacity to deal with it, it's simply what their characters are doing and the the lives they have. Presumably, presumably these are real people who have lives even when the camera is not pointed at them. There's no continuity in that. And, and the world around them is not grounded in any kind of real way. It's all it's cartoony and it's very everything much- is laid out very nicely by the art department. Well, the I, I like I like how you phrase all that. When the camera's not pointed at them, that's, that's well, that's very the, smart. that's the thing. I mean, you're the part of the suspension of disbelief is saying, I know this is just an actor on a stage, but I'm going to pretend he's a real person in a real world. Right. And part of what the filmmakers have to do as part of that suspension of disbelief is pretend that there is a life and a world, even when the camera isn't turned right. on and. And I, have to, I have to find it, but one of the screenwriting bloggers I follow, I think it was John August, wrote a post about the off-screen movie, which yeah. is exactly what you're talking about. Right. It's like the, there's there was some he worked with the person who was blogging worked with some director. Oh no, I, it was the it was uh, um, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. They did an okay. article on it, I think. But they were talking about the off-screen movie, and That's they were Sam working mom, with this by the guy. Way. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. I think, <laughs> I think it was Wolfgang Peterson, but he was. He was like obsessed with the off-screen movie, being like, "What was this character doing yeah. before he walked into this room, Be- and what's he going to do after?" Which it? is a different way of saying. I think it's an Alfred Hitchcock saying, where you know, a movie or a film is just life with the boring bits cut out. I, or yeah. maybe, no, maybe it's Walter Murch. It's somebody. I forget. But that's another way of saying. Well, I apparently at some point said Jack Bauer never shits, so <laughs> or never poops. But that's the third side of that coin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's it's the same. Never takes a shower. <laughs> never brushes his teeth. It's the same fundamental concept. It's you know, these time runs at the same speed for these characters as it does for us. We're just t- only turning the camera on, and we are editing out all the really boring bits. Right. And when a filmmaker does it well and keeps that principle in mind, then you have a really tight, uh, then you have a, uh, a film that has a sense of continuity that, that you go, okay, I buy that this is real life. We're just kind of skipping over the boring bits, but when they don't do it well, it feels like it is staged and it feels like even when the actors are good, even when they're doing the best they can, it feels like actors on a screen or on a stage acting at you. I love JK Simmons pragmatism just there where the first thing he goes is the wedding's not going to happen. Call Deborah, the caterer. Tell her not to open the caviar. Yeah, that's I a wish, great pragmatist. I, I wish they Fucking made that do guy. It. It's expensive. They can just take it back. Do you do you feel like they should have made that guy a little bit more of a jerk? J.K. Simmons. No, 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 not the husband. JK, the, the, oh. the husband. So you feel bad husband. for him. So yeah. you feel because no, so you don't feel. So bad you don't for feel him. bad for yeah. him because like I I'm like I he, I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Like What did he? Why did he deserve this? Yeah. He didn't deserve this. I, at all. I would be okay with him being a sympathetic character if the actual main characters were also sympathetic. Yeah. But I don't really care about Kirsten Dunst or Tobey Maguire. Yeah. So yeah. Let me, we're, if we're any, up, if anything, I kind of you know I feel more concerned for that guy than any of the main characters. Yeah. I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I'm like, boy, he dodged a bullet there. Here's one from the chat room. Landport was ask this question who should have directed this like christopher nolan some, some, some of the ones he's an easy are like peter jackson time. edgar wright tarantino 
Edgar Wright, Tarantino. I could see. I, I could see. I could. I could definitely see Edgar Wright managing yeah. the balance, just like he did in Shaun of the Dead. Managing the ba- that's another the, great the one. emotional, the emotional drama, the emotional truth of it yeah. with this kind of snarky. How about Ridley aspect, Scott? Aspect yeah, of it. yeah. Dude, no, do he hasn't done a comic book movie ever. Good. What would he Good. do? What would he do with a comic book movie? Just fuck it up and make it about archery, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever he gets obsessed with that week. Um, <laughs> you liked Body of Lies. I did like Body of Lies. He's not doing the Alien prequel. I like Edgar Wright. I think Edgar Wright would have would have no sort of. It's I would never. Right. I, we say that I think Edgar Wright would be. I think that's do something I think that's good confidence good as a result of seeing the change from Sean and Hot Fuzz to Scott Pilgrim, where it's like, oh, Edgar Wright can do this. I'm not big on Scott Pilgrim. We can talk about that. But in it's the a Scott major Pilgrim change, and he, and he managed it artfully. I didn't yeah. really like the movie myself. Yeah, but I would never have guessed he could have pulled it off. Sure. And yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I. We'll get to it when we do Scott Pilgrim. I don't. I. I didn't particularly like the movie, but I don't know that there's a better way to do it. And I'm like, that's the best Scott Pilgrim movie you're gonna get. So Edgar Wright was the man for it. Is it's Sam Raimi a problem for, for these for these movies? Yeah, Sam Raimi is definitely not the right choice. Sam Why? Raimi is a goofy horror director. And if it's a if the movie you're making mainstream shiny comic, see, I, a, I wouldn't a, judge him well, like that cast, because Peter Jackson came from horror. Yeah, he came I, all true. horror, and then he did Lord of the Rings, and it was amazing. A really goofy horror. If you watch his early stuff, if you watch Bad Taste, Bad Taste, Dead Alive, uh, it's Dead called Alive. Dead Alive here over there. It's called uh, the Frighteners. Uh, Frighteners. Frighteners yeah. is fun. I like the Frighteners. Anyway, I, well, no, uh, I would agree. Well, I would agree. They just got Michelle Gondry to do Green Hornet. Oh yeah, and that worked out real well. Um, How was that? Was that bad? It didn't get very good reviews. I haven't seen it yet. But I was actually excited to see it because I just realized that Christoph Waltz was in it. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea until like the other day. I'm like, oh shit, that's him on the poster. <laughs> Look at those <laughs> fire I should go trucks. Watch that. It's just so that's, fake. Is this where he goes on the flag? No, that was the first one because it's like 9-11, fuck yeah. Not 9-11, fuck yeah, but America, America. fuck yeah, after 9-11. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It's almost been 10 years. So we can. It's okay. All right. Okay. End, end of the movie. Dorkman, I want to know your thoughts on this. That's it. That's almost a. That's almost a good closing shot. Well, yeah, I'm glad that was the closing shot. That is shot. a good shot. Did, yeah. that, that is a good sh- back ending. That's a good yeah. shot that goes back to the central uh, conflict of balancing the superhero with the, the normal. There life. were too many plots. If they yeah. picked like two yeah. of the seven plots, it would have been a much better. Which is movie. the same problem as number three. Just in number three, it's blown up even larger. It's a total mess. <laughs> Before we get to the outros, Dorkman, I want to know your thoughts on Sam Raimi with regards to Spider-Man. What, what, he was the wrong choice? Is that your contention? This, okay, like I say, I don't hate this one as much as ever, uh, everyone else here apparently does. But, um, I, and, and I don't know that he was necessarily the the wrong choice. I mean, it's hard to know when you approach it. Like like Anthony said, um, uh, made a very good point. His his horror, silly horror movies are not much different from Peter Jackson's silly horror movies. And, you know, having watched Peter Jackson's silly horror movies, the first thing I said was, I would not have given that guy the Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings. Rings. <laughs> but Which it, is a fair point. But Peter Jackson was... Peter Jackson... Peter Jackson demonstrated Made it work and, and to do it. Um, Sam Raimi... I, it's hard to say because he's he's, you know you. A- I'm you wondering how much, how much the studio interjects. That's exactly what I was just about to say because this is a two hundred million dollar movie, and again you can levy that against Lord of the Rings and uh, you know uh, almost equally. But um, but New Line Cinema is that I mean are they more of a risk taker than than Sony? Clearly, yeah. Well, Sony um, is definitely not a risk. Yeah, taker. so so it's hard to say how much of this was was Raimi kind of you know, uh, uh, being choked. But I, I feel like, I, uh, you know, Raimi was, was allowed to be more Raimi this time, and it, 
it kind of screwed up the pacing. Um, I again, I didn't hate it, and I think this did a lot of um, pretty. The, the the Spider-Man series did a lot for comic book movies in general. I have to wonder if we would have gotten Batman Begins if these movies hadn't been successful. You right. know, no, we wouldn't um, have. Yeah, and so so there's something to be said. And again, you gotta just just like movies almost from the 70s, even though it was only you know less than 10 years ago, you gotta look at how things have changed over time. This was pre-Batman Begins. We didn't know that comic book movie or, or a comic book movie had never been Batman Begins before that. I so, I don't know if I agree with that though because you you had the X Men movies. I guess the X Men movies. And the well, X-Men the mask movies, is almost on the same level as this one. Yeah, I feel like, but it's a, it feels more lived in. It feels. I guess, the, I guess the, last, the word gritty again. I hate, but do you, mask is do you all feel I like would not say that the mask? The if mask that's is not if gritty. you're if you're going to use the word gritty broadly enough to to uh, to encompass the mask, then I think it's our listeners like now it's, understand it's what. Not gritty on a his parents died level, but it's gritty in terms of it. It feels like a film noir. It's very lived in. Film. It no. feel, well, it feels like it feels if you like. Think so you need to watch the mask again. I I don't like agree. I, okay, I but uh, the, I think what he's disagreeing with is your use of the word gritty because yeah. gritty ma- means a very specific thing and has a very specific Define connotation. Gritty. gritty is well, it's, it's grit. It's dirt. It's it's you know it's really being, not pretty. But it's not pretty. Film noir. That film, seven is gritty. Gr- right? Yes, yeah, seven is gritty. The mask is not. The mask is. Uh, it's a greasy, it's, dirty the mask, the, No, it's, the, the mask it's a is the opposite of Shadows the mask is the opposite the of seven. The but but what I think you're responding to is what we talked about before, which is that it feels like every time a character enters a room, he's just been somewhere before that, right, right, and every time he leaves, it's like he's going somewhere. Um, this movie does not have that quality. The mo- not not very much at all. No. Cool. All right. Anyway, my name is Jake. This movie, um, I was the most bummed out by the dialogue, and it really grabbed me. And I really, I wish I could have gotten over it because I can appreciate the the story work that was going on. Because a lot of the time, it actually did kind of work. Motivations worked less often, but at no point in the movie did I really buy anything that anyone was saying. Like the dialogue always took me out of it because it's they they there's no subtext at all. And whatever you look lonely. I'm sad because the uncle died. Oh, yeah, that happened, <laughs> didn't it? Right. I mean, that's just... The whole movie is like... He, Harry walks out, he's like, I'm ruined. You know, the movie can tell you that without the without the characters telling you that. And frankly, yeah, I it could show, Or even... N- have another understand. character say that. They have could, him see it show, on the t- on the TV news, you know, or something. They can have the board, the chair, you know, the board of investors walk out on him or something. There's other ways to do things than having your characters say, this is what is happening to me. Right. Anyway, so that's how I feel about it. Brian, be brief. <laughs> Unlike this movie. Um, Jesus Christ. It's it's not real. That's That's what it is. And nothing that happens in it is real. Nothing that we see or hear feels real. Even when the actors are giving semi-realistic performances, those performances aren't on a framework that allows me to go, okay, that's that's a real person in a real world. It's you know even when, even when James Franco who has genuine emotion, uh, in these scenes, and I I can look at that and say that is real emotion. I can't pin that real emotion anywhere else on the larger framework that is this story. It's simply not real. And when you're when you are photographing real people in real environments, you have a higher standard of depicting reality than you do when it is a when it's literally a drawing on a page, right which on. is what comic books started started out as. Dorkman. Well, I guess I'm in the position like like on the on the Princess Bride. I was the guy who was kind of like meh about the movie, so that made me the closest person to hating it. The, uh, right now, I'm kind of meh about the movie, so I'm the closest person to loving it in this room. I, 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 I this movie is not as 
great as I thought it was uh, when when I first saw it, and and I I really feel like that's probably a time perspective, you know, of when I watched it then versus watching it now and stuff like that. You know, maybe at the time all of these kind of dull scenes with the characters uh, were were what were really interesting because it's like action movies don't spend time with the characters even with if they're saying exactly what they're fucking feeling you know you don't see a lot of that um and and that's you know i'm i'm interested but um i you categorize yourself as disappointed i i wasn't disappointed when i first saw it i'm a little i was a little disappointed re-watching it that i didn't feel like it held up but um how much of this do you attribute to having seen better comic book movies since I think a lot of it. I really feel like that's that's this you know is just a comparison. I, I feel like it. I feel like for me, it's it's it doesn't hold up to the comparison of what's come since. Like but, Dark Knight, Iron Man. Yeah, but but how much of how much of those do you have to attribute to saying those wouldn't have happened if not for this? Right, right, right. You know, they they were standing on the shoulders of this. So yeah, this doesn't hold up, but. Um, you know, at you know, it's it's still got its place in comic book movie history or whatever. I I honestly don't know what to but feel you, about it, but be, I don't hate it. To be fair it. about that, we have to compare this to Wolverine Origins too. Oh my god! Or Spider Man Three this again. Yeah, this movie rules compared to those I'd watch. This. And and rewatching this for this commentary for all the things we complained about and all the things I noticed at the time. This is a movie that's a little over two hours long and. At no point was I sitting there going, "God, how long is this movie?" You know, I, I, you were into it. I was, I was relatively into it, even though it was kind of hitting me in the face now and then. I was into it, and I've seen eighty-minute movies like Tron, the first time we tried to do a thing, and ninety-minute movies like The Last Airbender and stuff like that, where I'm sitting there going, "God, this, this feels like three out days watching this movie," you know. And I didn't get that with this. So there's, you know, I, I don't hate it, but I don't really love it anymore. It's just somewhere in the middle and and i i think that's probably got more to do with me than the movie all right anthony i think i you guys were saying how you like the story and if you took the dialogue out it would have been a great movie but i think it's more the potential story that's there because the first half hour is that's bullshit. probably fair that, well you there's know. a difference between the story and because, the execution well but yeah. because these stories are like half cocked and there's yeah. like six or seven different stories and six right. seven different movies going on here. right exactly and if you picked maybe two or three of those i think it would have been a much better film if you took out the first 45 minutes it would have been a much better film i think i would have appreciated more action in it because he justifies not having action because he's spending time with the characters like you were saying you don't do that in movies but I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> the train scene was great. Because I don't like them. Right. Much, I don't, li- yeah. I don't like yeah. these characters very much. So why are we spending so much time talking to them or listening to them talk about themselves? And it's, I was just very disinterested m- most of the time. And I wasn't happy with the train sequence, personally. I was like, it's okay. It's not awesome. You know what was a good sequence? It was when uh, Doc Ock and him were on the skyscraper and they were kind of falling and catching. Yeah, you, you and kind catching. of have to compare it to the... the uh, we didn't really talk about the action, but the action in this one is is far better than the action in the first one. The way the action is designed and, and executed Shot, yeah. and stuff See, like that, I'm, I think I that, think it's What you were talking about, the, the skyscraper scene, I wasn't happy with it because it's so obviously computer generated, and I don't like that. Right. When it's in my face like that, like what well, I watched. You didn't like that in uh, Crouching Tiger when you can tell it was a wire gag. Right. Well, like I was telling Michael, I like batteries not included because it's it's got really great visual effects in the sense that I don't know it's visual effects. It looks so convincing, even for being this movie from the 80s. Right. It's awesome where... Now they don't care. It's in your face with the Hulk and everything where it's like, it's CGI and you're just yeah, supposed to yeah. accept that. Yeah. And and I, I don't like when action sequences are driven by that. It's Yeah, it, the problem is when you have this, sh- this special effects shot that exists only to go, hey, look at this awesome special effects. Right. That, that shot serves no story function because right. there's no story 
for it there to be a right. function to serve. Right. Eh, it's right. just like, I, lo- I love Lord of the Rings. Look how awesome our special effects are. I love Lord of the Rings, but it pisses me off whenever I know Legolas is CGI Legolas climbing up an elephant or hopping onto a horse or something like that. And I'm I like, like Legos. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that yeah, frustrates me immensely, and I feel like Spider Man does a lot of that, which I feel like hurts all the action sequences in general. So. Cool. On so many levels, this movie is frustrating for me. Even back then, when I first saw it, I wasn't You know what? Happy. In retrospect, I love this movie. This has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> uh, you can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Click that big link on iTunes. Subscribe to us. And get a brand new episode every single week. And also follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. That's right. Want to try that one again? Because now people are going to be like, how do you spell ca? C-A-D-A-D-A. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. We've got a wonderful community of people. At the forum, every week we announce we're going to have live chats. So you can involve yourself in the conversation literally and we'll keep calling out your name like Inside Outcast and John Pavlich and those guys are real people in the chat room that you could be one of Holden Hill designed the website and keeps it up and he's, he's the man and Matt Feta Beta show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes can't thank him enough go to the store buy this DVD we get a buck go to the store buy a shirt we get like get like a thousand dollars Cafe Press rules and until next time oh, no the oh, opposite also, thing the, opposite. the other is, thing there is a big shiny <laughs> PayPal button we're not asking. We're just saying. Until next time, I'm T. Christie. Brian Finister. Mike Scott. Anthony Elba. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. If you want a podcast where people say nice things about Spider-Man 2, listen to any other podcast about Seriously. Spider-Man 2. Brian, you have to answer to the chat room now because they Fuck hate off. guts. Fuck off. This is, and this is why I despise this movie. If everybody else in the world didn't... I don't know, consider this the eighth sacrament or whatever the fuck it is, then I would be just like, it's a bad movie. Whatever. I'll go off my life. But it's the, it's the Pan's Labyrinth thing. This is a work of genius. No. What is wrong with you people? It's bad. It's self-evidently bad. It is this this is an axiom of badness. This is like A equals A bad. <laughs> it's just bad. Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>